galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Nothing. I was just looking to paint. Like I, the, so the two Warhounds that I bought and built and primed for Adepticon right, 2020. For Adepticon. Uh-huh. That which never uh, was. I, f- I finally started painting them. Uh-huh. And they're almost done, which is, well, the, the engine part. I haven't painted the weapons yet, uh-huh. but the Titans mm. themselves are almost done. But I was looking, for, I couldn't find my lead belcher. It's because it was I, over I thought you had made here. the mistake of putting lead belcher on when you thought it was a different paint? No. Because I've done that before with my Night Lords. I painted up a, a Night Lords chaplain, and I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's so cool. All right, well, he's completely finished. Time to varnish him. Mm, no. Hey, wait a second. Why is he silver? <laughs> Look at the can in my hand. It's lead belcher. Uh, you fucked up. Classic. Uh, classic up so at that bad. point, melt, melt the model and cry. Yep. I, I, I had to do. start. I had, luckily, I had a copy of every piece that I used to build him. So I just made him again. <laughs> he would have been dead to me. I, I could have done it. Painstakingly repainted. Well, the other guy, the other guy did get broken down and tossed in the, the dip. <laughs> Into the dip. Because I can't have this, I can't have this uh, confectioner sugar looking chaplain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I was so mad. Uh, well, time to put him in a snow base and you're good to go. It was, I wish, well, see, if I had taken, if I had started from the top and just sprayed him from the top, then that could have gone. But yeah. instead I started like face into the, into the paint. <laughs> so just his whole front is silver and the rest of him is beautifully uh, zenith highlighted blue. You hate to see him uh, come, but you love to see him leave. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no mercy uh, whatsoever. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Yep. A Horus Heresy podcast where we're just kicking it back on a Saturday afternoon. We're just I'm, kicking around. I'm in, I'm in the walk-in closet of my apartment, and here we are. Yep. Who are you? I'm Jesse, and I'm with Stephen <laughs> and Austin. Not in the walk-in closet with me. No, that'd be nope. a little crowded. And, it's, and it, there is still a pandemic. Vaccines are no, no. We can make it work. We can make it mm. work. We'll just put uh, we'll put several <laughs> layers of coats between us. <laughs> two, hopefully, two thin coats. I'm trying out my mobile podcasting <laughs> station. <laughs> it seems to be working out okay. Yeah, the, this is the mobile the, for okay. for when Caro gets tired of you and puts you in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just enjoying movie night you're, with some friends. So you're not going anywhere else with it. That's, that's for right. damn sure. But uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about everything. But mostly the greatest game that Games Workshop has ever made. Adeptus Titanicus? Adeptus Titanicus, since, you know, nobody technically plays Warmaster. <laughs> Epic was a better game than Warmaster. I'll die on that hill. Well, nobody plays either, so I guess it works out. Hey, hey how, how's that Eldar treating you? <laughs> I haven't played with them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, I blame the pandemic for that. You were well, well on your way. Uh, it's true. It's true. I, I made too many Wraith Guard. I, 
There's 4,000 points of Wraith Guard alone. What a... I've made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really make a mistake, per se. I just can't use all of them in a single game and win. Well, that's not necessarily true. Wraith Guard are distressingly good. Okay, well... Macro you weapons, heard it. man. You're gonna do it to yourself, then. Here comes 4,000 points huh. of only Wraith Guard. No Avatar, no Wraith Gate, no Bikes... No fire prisms, wraith guard. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, if you want to lose a game that way, you lose a game that way. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> Looking forward to getting juiced on vaccine, so we can throw down <laughs> yeah, get finally on instead my of level nerds instead of yelling at each other from a uh, from the internet. Yes, well, I mean, if there's one thing we've learned is that ninety percent of the internet is yelling at each other. Actually, ninety percent of the internet is porn. 10%, the other remaining 10% is yelling at each other. Like, this is what my people do, right? Nerds yell at each other on the internet. It's what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't get, uh, believe me? Go go look at that uh, Curse City Box thread. Literally no, enemies. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Talk about that. You know what we can talk about, though? The War Master Titan. Yeah, we can. Look at that segue. Because I've Bam, actually... Professional. I've got it. I've got it. Uh, it's just slightly out of reach, so i got to take off my headphones to go get it. Stretch. But we can look at the cards. I mean, I don't have to look at the cards. I got the weapon chart. Yeah, I got that sexy weapon chart in the Loyalist Legio PDF from Warhammer Digital. Here he comes. Throwing on those headphones. Sitting down. This is Here he comes. There he is. is. This is a chonky box. It's, uh... It's, boy, these pieces look... Holy shit. Man! <laughs> this is gonna look good. <laughs> Once I've finished it. So every Titan has, uh, you know, either um, the Eye of Horus or some form of Collegiate Titanica or mm -hmm. an Aquila, like on one of their armor plates, right? Mm -hmm. So you can make them, uh, you can denote their allegiance. Yeah. The Aquila and the Eye on this Warmaster plating is way more detailed than the stuff on the Warlord or the Reaver. When you say detailed, like more ornate or... Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture of it and send it to you so that Boy, the two of you may, uh, <coughs> listeners may bask. At, listeners at home are going to love that. Yep. Um, if you're a patron, then we will have this episode beamed directly into your frontal lobe. I can't and you'll be make, able to experience... I can't, I can't make promises like that. That's okay, you're not. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I walk away yeah, for fine. two minutes and suddenly you're talking about beaming things into people's frontal lobe. Yeah. Don't do that. Ooh. All right. Okay. I see the eye of Horus. The eye of Horus has a pupil and yeah. like the eye itself is, is a cog. cog. Yeah. It's, mm, it's so cool. cool. This is, this is neat. Um, and the Aquila has that, the Aquila has a almost like 1940s U.S. aesthetic to it. I gotta say, it looks like the yeah. The first thing I th I thought when I looked at it was like, man, this is like World War II uh, war bonds illustration. <laughs> Just individual feathers are drawn. Yep. The um, eagles have eyes. They both have pupils. Oh yeah, that's weird. Huh. That's not supposed to be that way. All right. Um. The so it comes with. So as, as you may know, listeners, uh, the Warmaster is able to mount in its shoulders uh, weapons that Warhounds and Reavers mount on their arms. Uh, and judging from the sprue, it looks right. like... Reavers or Warhounds? Um, it can mount some Reaver weapons. I think it mounts specifically the Melta Cannon 
is the reaver weapon that it mounts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can mount all of the Warhound guns, uh, except, insofar as we know, the Volkite. Uh, which, if you are unaware, Warhounds are getting Volkite guns. Welcome to April of 2021. Um, but it looks like the sprue comes with the laser blasters and the Hellstorm cannons right off the bat. Uh, in addition to the missile launchers. So you don't have to necessarily build straight into um, missile launcher plasma warmaster. You can do the laser blasters or the flamestorm cannon if you want, which is good because the laser blaster is probably one of the warlord's warmasters. Best way is to put some ranged fire uh, down until it gets in range with its uh, with its big plasma guns. Because as probably befitting a siege titan, this thing is not does not have a whole lot of long range weaponry. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's meant to run up and give you a bad time. Yeah, well, waddle up and give you a bad time. I don't think <laughs> this thing's running anywhere. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, although here's some cool, decent range. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I have the cards right here. Um, <clears throat> but the comes with a warlord base. Interestingly enough. Oh, um, okay. Interesting. Huh. Kind of, well, maybe not approximately. Maybe not exactly a warlord base, but pretty damn close. It might be slightly wider. Oh, damn it, man. What is it? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't just immediately know millimeters by looking at them. Look, you've been a gamer long enough that you really should. Does it have its own uh, template? Um, no, no, no. It, it's a warlord base now that you mention it because of that okay. particular detail yeah it's a warlord base so it's kind of it's going to be kind of crowded on its base um probably not a whole lot of room for base decoration outside of you know standard sand grass rubble and dust kind of look um which is a shame because its legs are so big and so thick that you're probably not going to be able to put ruins on the base uh, like a lot of people do for some of their smaller titans, like well, Reavers. Eh, just have it crushing those ruins. Um, but, I mean, that's not bad. At least you won't have to worry yeah. about a different kind of arc, like Jesse said. Um, well, I was about to say something else before Jesse asked about that. Uh, here's the terminal. So it comes with its own little uh, transfer sheet with Graphonicus and Mortis iconography it's got some new little marks on there uh crossed maces which i'm guessing is the tactical marking for a warmaster uh or possibly does the i wonder if the warbringer just has one mace right because like a reaver has one axe and a warlord has two and this is ooh, hmm. i don't know off the top of my head i would have to look at a war uh a warbringer transfer sheet so uh, the terminal that it comes with is much like the Warbringer itself. It's not the fancy... I'm going to try and hold this away from the mic while I open it. Uh, it's not the fancy cardstock that came with the Grandmaster Edition or that comes in the boxes. So it's thin um, sheet. Yeah, it's it's a thin sheet, but, you know, it's not so bad. It'll hold up. Um, I don't imagine that anyone is going to have so many Warmasters in their collection that they're going to need a box <laughs> of Warmaster terminals. Mm. Uh, and the fact that the Warmaster even comes with a terminal is really nice. Uh, here's the instructions, which 
That's a that's like a car owner's manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I imagine there's a few pieces on that thing. It's almost as thick as the uh, as the manual for my 1998 Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's all the cards. Yep. Uh, Revelator missile launcher, plasma blast gun, turbo lasers, turbo lasers. Yeah, longest range weapon that a Warmaster has is indeed well, other than the Revelator missile launcher, is the uh, turbo laser destructors at 32 inches. Melta cannons only at 16 inches, which, oof. I mean, that's 24. It's just it's a it's it's uh, taking into account the downward angle. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of which, um, a lot of people on the internet, at least, and some people here in our community have kind of looked at the Warmaster and said, I don't, it's too big to, to be able to use effectively at close range, uh, because, you know, you're not going to be able to level all of those extra weapons at your target. Anything within 12 inches is going to be really hard to actually do damage to, because, it's it's inside that minimum range. Um, but what a lot of people overlook is that those are the rules for carapace weapons, and all of the Warmaster's shoulder weapons are specifically not carapace weapons. Yep, mm. special. Uh-huh, they are special. Uh, which means that they have no minimum range, which means that if you run up a Warhound... On somebody's Warmaster thinking, ha 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 ha, I'm within 12 inches. There's only so much it can do to me. It's going to do way yeah. more than so much. The shoulders. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, there is only so much. You're missing out on um, the missile launcher. That'll that'll really help. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, that Revelator missile launcher is... Uh, it's it's, it's not screwing around, but also a Warhound is going to be annihilated because, well... Because it's in range of two shoulder-mounted Melta cannons. Two? I mean, the you Apocalypse know, most of the time, Missile Ray, followed by the Plasma Destructor, is a dead Warhound. Just end of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was, I was doing a thought... Like, I was, I was having some thoughts on this. And, like, this... Like, the Plasma Destructor, right? That's the main weapon. 16-inch mm -hmm. short, 30-inch long. Uh, plus one at short range. Three shots, strength 11. And you think, well, that's not huge because it's only three shots. So, like, yeah, strength eleven sucks, but but it's also fusion and maximal fire. Oof, yeah, and strength eleven does not suck. That's one point weaker than a bellicosa. It is. It's really the the turnoff for me. Like when I when I just saw like that half of the stat was that it's just three shots. Mm -hmm. um, because I think to myself, okay. Like, there's six of them total, and then if you're trying to do, like, the math in your head of, like, you need to do four damage, like, four crits on a clean Titan to kill it, right? That's sort of the math that goes on in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but fusion and maximal fire just means it's always going, like, every one of those is going to be a crit. Yeah. Just every one. Mm -hmm. And its reactor is so robust that you can maximal, you can fusion that, uh, and maximal fire all six shots and be in relatively good condition. Yeah. And even uh, if, even if you push it so far into the red that you go over 
right, and you take that strength nine hit to the body, the body damage starts at 13. There's only yeah, a 50 cares. 50 chance that it's even going to hurt. Right? Nobody cares. Yeah, uh, it does seem to have a pretty robust. Uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. 12 this to 15 has for a, detonation on the body, a it, 16 for detonation, strength nine. It's, uh, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight reactor tracks, three of which are green, two of which are yellow. So, you know, you've got to go through five rolls of the reactor dice, three if you do it really poorly, uh, before you even get into the orange and start taking, start having problems. Hmm. Yeah, although I will say, uh, as much as it can run hot and not be worried about damaging itself that way, uh, a big bitch like this losing her shields because her voids like collapse yeah. because you're like that just oh yeah, just like, because she so can run hot doesn't mean window. you yeah. doesn't mean you should run that hot. And when Austin says so many shields, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Shields, seven shields, really, for the X. How many? Yeah. Uh, how many clades does it have? Servitor clades. <gasps> six. <laughs> six servitor clades. Damn. Uh huh. Man, I might. Mm, I might keep this from Maya Storm. Yeah, it's so because mm. it's whenever my shields pop, I can immediately roll my clades, and on five and six, get shields immediately back. Uh, so the um, so dumb. <laughs> so the Warmaster Titan. Uh, shows up actually in the Siege of Terra book Mortis. Uh, it's a it's a whole like maniple, I think of five of them, yeah. just walking towards <laughs> just... the wall. And when they're described, it mentions that they, unlike other Titans, their void shields and their weapons run off two different reactor systems. Oh, so it can continually recycle voids and keep power fed to them without sacrificing anything to its <laughs> guns. Um, which in game terms means that the war master with its command of three up can just keep emergency repairing and hurling out hate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's because I'm trying to servitor clades at plus one to the roll for emergency repair. Right. Well, no, because that doesn't, uh, I don't get any extra bonuses for that emergency. Well, uh, even, even if you're not running a storm, right. Even if yeah. you're not running a storm, or um, the Urdeshi Legio, which I can't remember its name. Or any of the DIY Legios. Or any of the DIY Legios. Yeah, Secondary six servitor clades, and then you fire your guns, and then the repair phase rolls around later. Or rather... Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then you do so another six servitors. Yeah. Let, just, and then I, <laughs> and I get to re-roll two of my repair action dice per uh, repair action... Yeah, because it's so big. Because it's because it's the scale is so huge. What's the scale? Twelve or ten? I mean, 12. I know it's twelve. I mean, yeah. yeah so anything ten or higher, I get to reroll two repair action dice. Mm -hmm. As a mm -hmm. storm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about that for a second. With just a regular, not even a storm horn, just a regular old war master. You know, you've you've finally done it. You dropped its shields with you know your last shots of the shooting phase. New round comes up. The thing emergency repairs. It rolls six dice, needing a five to respark voids. So statistically, it resparks voids and gets two shields back before you have a chance to shoot at it again. Mm -hmm. 
without anything else. It takes a else. lot to kill this And then thing. if you haven't first fired or anything, it gets a repair phase. Knock two more shields on for just the regular repair phase. And uh, that does that bring it back to the three up? Five shields? Uh, no, at five shields, you're still in four. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah, you're still at a four up. Which, oh, well, side thank note, God, this thing only also, has three ups and four ups. It never degrades below a four up. I mean, that's pretty standard. So you're gonna need you're gonna need shield bane to yeah. bring this thing's shields down. That's yeah, why you will need shield bane. Uh huh. It has four shields at three up. Four Ooh. shields. <laughs> yeah, you know, and again, it has such a huge reactor track that. Pushing to reroll ones ain't even no thing. Yeah, you you're really there's no re the only reason not to do it is if you have like one thing trying to shoot you. You know, you took one hit from something and you just want to be spiteful about it. Yeah, and I'm sure this ancillary reactor at some point there's gonna be a shield thing for it because right now you there's the infusive super coolant which lets you uh, cool down super fast and there's the plasmatic locomotors which makes you go fast um but i i can't imagine that there won't be a uh super powered shield thing where like i don't know your did your shields break cool activate this get all of them back right now yeah which just oof, oof. <laughs> i love it i love it um yeah, well can't wait and, to see you build it it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, well, I've got I've got about a week before I got to go to Washington, so I I suspect I should probably get the I should get most of it done by then. It shouldn't take me a week to build this thing. Yeah, but I say that all the time. Well, this won't <laughs> take me a week. Two weeks later, hey, cool, I've started now. <laughs> hey, man, I thought those hounds would get painted in a week, and it's been a year and a two months. <laughs> yeah, well, there were there were okay. extenuating circumstances. Okay. Yeah. Um, now the the what else do we get? The not only is the reactor track big, the void shield track is big. Um, its damage track is big too. Every its head, its body, and its legs, and its critical tracks all have one extra point compared to a warlord. Oh wow! And if you've been playing this game for any amount of time, you know that a warlord doesn't go down easy. I mean, unless yeah, you're doing if you're not aiming at a warlord, like super shenanigans. Yeah, if you're not aiming from the beginning at a warlord, you're probably not going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the Warmaster does have a couple of drawbacks. The first being its price. It's 850 points just for the body. That's not taking uh, the guns <laughs> or the... Although, this is nice. The ancillary reactor is free. You oh, don't have to pay points hooray. for that. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Is cheapest it 870? weapon, uh, eight fifty plus weapons. So eight fifty plus weapons. So nine. Yeah. So it's going to be over a thousand points. Yeah. It's, uh, 900 points just alone for the, just to take a revelator missile launcher on it. And you probably should cause it's cool. Um, and then cause the revelator is 50 points mm. and then each, yeah. uh, each cesarean plasma destructor is 70, is so 70. 140 on top yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. You want a couple of the, the armpit weapons, right? Mm -hmm. Throw another plasma blast gun, right? Throw another 80 points for two of those. Yeah, I mean... Just have a friend maker pattern on your shoulders. So here's a question. Do you have to take weapons if they can fill the slot? 
No, you can go without weapons. That's where I you thought probably I'd, I've have never... to go. You probably have to take arm weapons, but carapace and shoulders you can probably go without. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, the shoulder weapons aren't paired. You can take a you can take a mix and match, <laughs> which I do like. Yeah. If you that, don't want good, to, yeah. So it's a nice nod like the plasma blast gun on both shoulders sounds cool, but you know you could also put a mega bolter and a plasma blast gun in your shoulders and again you're you're you are walking around with a tiny titan on your shoulders blowing everybody up i'd i'd almost want to go uh mega bolter melt a cannon for the shoulder mounts i'm about it i'm about it i kind of wish yeah. that it had been released since we know that volkite weapons are coming i kind of wish that they had put volkite available for the shoulders oh let me pay you play you a tiny violin yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, the the Vulcan Mega Bolter with a Melta Cannon, so strong. Now, one of the other drawbacks um, to me, for me anyway, for the Warmaster is uh, because it's an auxiliary Titan, which means that you can't take it in a maniple. You take it in addition to a maniple. Mm-hmm. You can't put your Princeps Senioris in it. Which means That's... that it cannot benefit from any of your personal traits. Yeah. Which is, again, tiny violin, but there's some really cool personal traits that would go well with the Warmaster, which is probably why they don't let you do it. Like, no, please God, no. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the, for example, the, the Infernus trait that lets you... Uh, <laughs> double tap Melta cannons or Inferno guns. Like that's the last thing you need is to roll up on a Warmaster <laughs> and the Princeps Senioris just ha ha hit you for three, hit you for three, Melta cannon. Like, I'm gonna do it again. I'll do yep. it again. Yep. Um, Jesus. Mm, it's so good. I love it. I'm really, really looking forward to putting it on the table. Uh, losing it in the first game because I don't know, I've never played with it before. <laughs> oh, I am uh, going, like the, the instant that thing appears on the table, Alea is going to, going to give it a bad time. She can try. She, she's done dumber things before. Do we know if the Warmaster can take Volkite? The Warmaster, as far as we know, it can't. I mean, uh, like as a, of a now, chart. the answer is no. Yeah. But there's, there's a chart in the Loyalist Legion's book. Yeah, unfortunately. Everything. It does not uh, list Volkite weaponry at all, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. But the Loyalist Legion book also notes that it is also notes future supplements. So it's not like it's going to be the last book and the last word oh, sure. on the Warmaster. So I I have every faith that eventually you'll be able to take Volkites on it. Yeah. Can't I, right I have a feeling this isn't going to be the last Titan of this class, right? So when the Imperator finally comes out, it's going <laughs> to have Volkite shoulder weapons, and there'll be a little note in there saying, P.S., you can put these on your Warmaster. Right? Like, that. that's what I expect. You really think they're going to put the Imperator in there? It's so the same you, look, scale as this. Would you turn down an opportunity to just print your own money? I'm just saying. I, but it's it was my understanding that the, as the Warmaster. I yeah. assume the Imperator was even bigger. I, it I mean, it'll be taller because it has a walk, like it has a cathedral on its back. Yeah. But in reading like the, the technicals, which I mean, all of, who knows how much attention they're paying when they write like technical specifications and the fluff for this. 
but it is like the same stock okay as an imperator like you know what they might do is they just might release a forge world kit to put an imperator uh, citadel on the back of a warmaster that wouldn't surprise me yeah or you know it also wouldn't surprise me for them like, again no. like a year down the road to be like hey here's here's an imperator and it's just the warmaster but whatever sprue has its shoulders on it has been replaced with one that has a landing pad and a church on top. <laughs> so funnily enough, the Warmaster is so big that they just straight up took the uh, hip, the pieces that make the hips uh-huh. and waist of an Imperial Knight. They just put that on the sprue. Are they They're the same pieces? Part. Yeah, it's the same pieces. Amazing. Wait. Yeah. Really? That's how big it is. Uh-huh. Huh. Yep. Fun hey. fact. Um, but the Warmaster's got some cool lore, too. If you picked up the Loyalist Legions book, which we're going to keep talking about today because Austin and I both love Titanicus and Jesse can't stop us. Um, <laughs> you can't. I wouldn't stop you if I could. The Warmaster was largely kept a secret from the Imperium until the heresy. Uh, there were rumors that during the death of innocence, uh, some legios were deploying big, huge titans that were bigger than warlords, but not as big as imperators. And everyone's like, what? No, that's crazy. That never happened. Stop telling lies. And then lo and behold on Terra, here they are. Speaking of Terra, if you haven't read Mortis, do it. It's so cool. Um, but yes, they're, they're very rare Titans, uh, owing mostly to their size, uh, and the fact that they're probably kind of a huge pain in the ass to build and maintain. So not a yeah. lot of people have them. And being secret, which is a right? shame. You don't want to make too many if they're a secret. Yeah. That's loose lips sink ships, or in this case, God engines. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um... No one's ever going to turn one sideways and get it stuck in the Suez Canal, so, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. There's probably just the corpse of a Warmaster Titan in the Suez during the siege. Princeps, yeah. we got some bad news. <laughs> or some high winds. Um, <laughs> last episode, we talked about the Suez Canal. As of this episode, 41721, the Suez Canal is unblocked. So, hooray. But you still can't convince me that a guy who drew a giant penis with his ship and, well, I guess woman who drew a giant penis with her ship and then got it stuck sideways in the canal only made that happen because of the, the woman high was a, winds. Yeah, she was on a completely different ship. It was oh, was that not true? Ever-given it is not true. That was a hoax. Different, different ever given? That was a yep. sexist hoax. I think. All right. Well, well <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Austin. See, now we got to delete that me, whole section. And me perfectly believing a woman could be the captain of a large t- <laughs> transport ship was like, yeah. oh, well, good for her. She became the captain of a large transport ship, got real pissed off, drew a giant penis, and shoved it sideways in the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> Again, when you don't think it's an accident, that's not sexist. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? <laughs> I assume the um, sexism is that they, oh, look, a woman can't drive yeah, and crash yeah. her ship. No. Yes. She Among did other it things. On purpose. But... Or he did it on purpose. Whatever. No. Fuck. No. Um, yeah. Well, on that note, you were talking about the specs that you were looking at on the Warmaster. 
Um, I was looking at it on the drive home, and I was talking to Jolly. I said, this thing's only 40 meters tall? That's, that's not that big, all things considered. I mean, it's big as far as war engines go, but like in terms of the Warhammer scale, you would think it'd be bigger. But it's 40.91 meters tall, which is about 134 feet. Pretty Steven, tall. 134 feet, feet's real big. But it is, as, is it as big as you would expect from a titan that's bigger than a warlord? I Because, ex- like, you know, when you see pictures of them, of titans and stuff, they're always bigger than buildings. And we know that Warhammer builds its buildings big. But, you know, it's not as big as the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty is bigger than a Warmaster. It, it, the Statue of Liberty is 305 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No. It's bigger than the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, well. But is it bigger than Lincoln? Just big giant robot Lincoln gets up? <laughs> I mean, presumably not with Lincoln. the top hat on, but... Well, <laughs> well, where else do you put the missiles? If not in the top hat. Just feel like you've made mistakes. Anyway... Um, the other Titanicus thing is, as we mentioned, the Loyalist Legion's book. Ooh, ah, oh, everybody claps tastefully. It's real good. Yeah, I think Austin is the only one of us right now with a with a hard copy. The rest of us are oh, you just cowards. walking digitals. Well, you I mean, cowards. what do you want from me? It's been fun. <laughs> I, I want perfection. It looks like a pretty sizable well, book. It is. It's twice the thickness of any of the other books. Wow. It's about twice. Yeah, I got it. Like, I just grabbed Defensive Riza out of my pile. Eh, well, I take it back. Defensive Riza is, the, I think, the other hefty one. But it's it's still a third again as big as Riza. Gotcha. Yeah. So what's uh, what's in it there, Austin? Do you, what, what it was, was it worth the cost? I think yes, because I've already found, and I haven't like done a deep dive into it, right? Like I haven't gone through and been like, all right, this is what they have for, you know, House Savora. Is it the same as in whatever book House Savora is in? I don't know. Um, but I did already find that there are... Ch- I think that's a brand new night house. Well, then fuck me, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Solaria is any different. Solaria is... Yeah, they, there's a couple new night houses. There's Solaria. Solaria got Pro stronger. Is in there. Solar. Yeah, oh, fuck. It's good. Uh, I did notice uh, while we were talking about the Warmaster weapons, uh, I was kind of flicking through my Warlord cards and comparing it to the weapon options chart they have, and mm-hmm. most of them are the same except for the Mori Quake Cannon. Oh, uh, the Mori Quake Cannon in this book has lost its minus one accuracy at short range. Interesting. Now, no further changes. Hmm. So I want to believe that that was something that was done intentionally, except we know from experience that the weapons cards and most of the weapons profiles just hit the deck borked like they're whenever they get released, there's always something wrong with them. So there is, who knows? but I, I would like to believe, given that this is um, a compilation book, right? Like most of the stuff isn't mm-hmm. actually new, mm-hmm. and a lot. Of, and it was kind of the idea of, hey, here's your one-stop shop if you're trying to be a loyalist in this game, right? 
and and I think they did mention that some of, that they were updating rules, right? Like they yeah. they said that going in. Uh, yeah. So at least for me personally, until I hear otherwise, these are the weapon stats that I'm going. Yeah, these are the weapon stats I'm going to think are kosher. Hmm. Um, and oh. before you ask your listeners, no, I don't even own a Mori Quake cannon, so this is nothing but detrimental to me. But, well, so <laughs> I far. I do. <laughs> when I find out that the Warhound plasma guns are 30-inch range and plus one to hit, I'll be happy. Uh, but yeah, so I saw that. And like I said, we like I haven't done a deep dive on it. I just got it uh, yesterday, courtesy of my friendly local game store. Um but it's got some fun stuff in it, nevertheless. Because the one thing I did read uh, was the Titan, like the Titan upgrades. I took a good look at uh, mm, the yeah. universal. So yeah, yeah, right. So there yeah, are two just, things here. Let's just do that. Just roll through. All right. So the first set uh, is what's most exciting because it's just universal Titan war gear, and then there are specific loyalist ones, uh, and then they also get into stratagems, some of which have been messed with a little bit, um, but Universal Titan War Gear. So the first one is tracking gyroscopes. And and they say, I should, should mention, uh, a small number of the, it's, and I'm just reading verbatim from the last paragraph in here, a small number of the Universal Titan War Gear are the same as Legio-specific War Gear options available to custom Titan Legions in Adeptus Titanicus Defensive Ryza. However, the cost and rules shown here may have been altered. This is intentional. If creating a custom Legion, a player can choose the Legio-specific war gear as one of their four choices, thus getting access to a cheaper cost for that war gear, or use the generalized version here, which holds a higher points value, which I do really like, that they were yeah. very explicit yeah. of, hey, yes, we are taking some of your toys. Yours are cheaper. These are more expensive. It's not a typo. Deal with it. Uh, and there is some fun stuff in here. Uh, do you do you guys have it up, or is this this going to be the Austin show for a while? No, I got we'll, it. Got it up. Hit me with that right. page number, though. Uh, one seventy. Thank you. Yeah. So the first thing on the list. Yeah, there's um. It looks like only two of them got got yanked from uh mm-hmm. from Crusading Legios, which is nice. They didn't yeah, take so all there, of there their toys some, away. There are some fun tricks in here. Uh, so the first one is tracking gyroscopes. Uh, which I think is one that was stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the installation of articulation motives within a Titan's carapace was a painstaking process known only to a few. However, their use was favored due to the greater movement they gave a Titan's weapons, allowing them to track targets over a greater frontage. Any Titan of scale 10 or lower, sorry, new hotness, <laughs> uh, can be upgraded with tracking gyroscopes for 25 points. A Titan with this upgrade changes the fire arc of all their carapace weapons to include the entire front arc of the Titan, which is great uh, because there has been many a time when I've tried to nail somebody with my carapace missiles on my Warlord and they've just been elsewhere Yeah, because it's such a narrow arc. Now, this is great for Apocalypse missile launchers for sure. Oh, especially after the – really any carapace – Carapace weapons, but especially after the the vortex thing they added. But we'll get to that. Oh yeah, uh, we interesting will. side note. Um, Legio specific war gear for crusading legios. They can take tracking gyroscopes for ten points. Ah. Oh good. I was just so. trying to find that and like I couldn't figure it out. So yeah, I I it is. Right here. And I do like that. Even though 
they have like stolen it from you, it is a much heftier price to pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, again, given the vortex thing. <laughs> yeah. So like if you were one of those guys and I mean, if you're like me and you only have your one warlord, this is the way to go, right? You just sure. pay the extra 25 points. Uh, but if you're a DIY Legio that likes to run a lot of warlords, it is probably better to just say, you know what? It's going to be my Legio specific war gear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it for better than half off. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing they stole, which personally, in my opinion, this isn't, this isn't a super fun upgrade. Um, <laughs> This is kind of a thing you take if you're bad at spatial reasoning, which almost makes it seem like a bit of an insult that you have to pay higher prices for it from Legio-specific war gear. Um, but it's the ranging auspexes, which really should be auspices? Huh. Hmm. Whatever. Auspices. Language is dumb. <laughs> uh, focusing lens arrays stud the Titan's command canopy, allowing for its princeps an unequaled view of the battlefield. Uh, through these telescopic eyes, the distance to enemies can be swiftly determined, allowing for the most effective weapons volleys. Any Titan may be upgraded with ranging auspexes for 15 points, um, up from 10 points for Crusading Legios. In the combat phase, a Titan with this upgrade can pre-measure the range and check the weapon arcs between itself and potential targets before selecting a target. Um, personally, like I said, this doesn't, this isn't actually all that fun. It's not a cool thing that you can do it's a crutch um it's a cr- it's it's a handicap yeah um well at least you pay and admittedly for it. i know yeah like i know that uh not everybody is good at being able to like guess a range or uh to tell an arc personally whenever i am, am playing this game i've only come up a couple of times i could probably count on one hand how many times i've been like ooh, am i really in range or ooh, am i really in arc But anybody who's played Battlefleet Gothic is probably aware of how good or bad they are at that particular (laughs) skill set or old fantasy or third edition 40K. Mm. So it's not it's not a cool thing that you can do. But it's the kids. (laughs) Yeah, it it does feel nice that there's a way to mitigate the fact that uh, how, how did Dave put it? that you're not getting screwed at this game just because you lack a particular way of thinking. Unless um, it's tactical thinking, in which case you're fucked no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, then, you're, then you're just doomed. Um, it's true. Uh, it's I do, fine. and I do like this, as much as I was just saying, oh, it's nice that tracking gyroscopes are more of a penalty and there's a reason to still take it as your Legion-specific war gear. I feel like for ranging aspects, there just isn't a reason to take it as Legion-specific war gear anymore. Um, yeah. it's five points more like yeah. on a full maniple that's, you're paying an extra like 25 points for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's a, ra- a like that's a rounding error. Nobody cares in Titanicus. 25 points won't usually be the thing that puts you at or over your points limit. Hmm. Uh, and there's so many other cool yeah. things in the DIY Legios that I feel like ranging auspexes are going to fall out of favor real quick for the so, vast majority of people. Speaking of rounding errors, um, a note here. One of my favorite things about these war gear that you can buy is not only do they do cool things, except ranging auspexes, um, <laughs> but a lot of times when you're building your list, you'll end up with like 
a hundred, 120 points that you just you can't do anything with because you can't buy anything for that cost. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you've maxed out your knight banners or you have as you don't, just don't have any more knights. You know, you can't buy a Titan for 120 points. There's not a gun you can put on it for 120 points. And while there is the underdog margin in Titanicus where you get more stra- uh, strategy points if you're under a certain level compared to your opponent, um, you kind of you almost have to not bring two whole Titans or thereabouts to even hit that mark. Yeah, because like, you may not even yeah. know what your opponent brings. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the, the gap is normally, I think, 200 points about yeah. there. It's, so it's, um, it's so nice. Like, oh, yeah, I'm 120 points under, but my opponent is 60 points under. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that these um, war gear options now exist and you can do something with those extra points. Um, or even, you know, your opponent loading up on upgrades is going to push him over the underdog margin, and then you're going to get a, some extra stratagem points to deal with it. Yeah, so maybe if you are 120 points under, maybe you start dropping that one extra night you added in to get mm-hmm. yourself to, like, you know, 200, 225 under, knowing mm-hmm. that your opponent likes to max out his points with the uh, Titan War Gear. And I'm one of those opponents. I, I love putting toys on my Titans. <laughs> uh, there There is one here that I might wind up being an auto-include for me, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. So next up we have uh, the Titan upgrade Hardened Casing. In some ways, the most vulnerable part of a Titan was its weapons, which were often considerably less armored than the rest of the Titan. To counter this, the tech priests would often reinforce weapons with a blade of armor to decrease the chance of lasting damage. Any Titan's weapons can be upgraded with the Hardened Casing for five points. Each of the Titan's weapons must be upgraded separately. A weapon with this upgrade increases the armor roll needed to achieve a weapon-disabled damage effect by one. Uh, after you know, uh, A Reaver mounts a cannon with this upgrade would need an 11-up instead of a 10-up. Uh, after this weapon suffers a detonation X damage effect, this upgrade has no effect for the remainder of the battle. Good thing it's only five points. Yeah. It doesn't super wow me, but... Well, so, I, I like this... Um... Because there's a very there's a very specific point where this becomes really useful, um, and that's it's kind of nice. It seems like the writers have been paying attention to the way the meta of Titanicus has evolved and the individual tactics. Um, there's very few things more frustrating than when you get into knife fighting range and your opponent has fired his guns and he's done all that and you're like, okay, cool, what's he gonna do now? And what he does is smash attack, called shot to the weapon, and, and just I kicks, do. kicks <laughs> I one do of your guns so off. Much. <laughs> or if and I've it's got so, uh... so annoying. <laughs> I did that. Was it to you, Stephen, that one of my warhounds got under? And you've uh, definitely like done plat- it at least once. So yeah, I'm going to just assume this is one of Stephen's warlords. Uh, one of my <laughs> hounds got up under the shields. Or no, it's sh- your shields were down. Because no, 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 I was up under the shields because I used smash attack. Anyway, I got there, fired the plasma, right? Because that's that's the plan, right? When a warhound gets under the shields, you fire the plasma, and wherever the plasma hits, that's where all the other called shots go, right? Mm. Um, and the plasma hit a fucking gun. <laughs> I just blew it off, right? It's sure. gone. But now the the warhound isn't going to do any damage, 
right? Because right. this fucking warlord, like all of got some mega bolter and a smash attack. And I went, wait a minute, mega bolter and a smash attack. Called shot to the carapace weapon, called shot to the other arm. Ha ha, you have no guns left. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's, it's what, a really smart thing to do to keep yourself alive, but it's so goddamn annoying. In legio culture, that's what we call a <laughs> dick move. Yeah. Um another time that Austin is probably forgetting, he had uh, a Leofair involvement charged down one of my reavers, and they spent like another two turns in base to base just unloading gatlings and trying to do as much damage to each other as they could but they couldn't really do a lot because both of us were making targeted smash attacks to the most dangerous weapon on the enemy uh-huh yeah uh-huh <laughs> um and this hardened casing takes that uh the role needed from like a four up sometimes to a five up which you know we've all failed our five ups we know and even even more than that, right? Like I think it's even better, even better than what you're saying, right? Because let's let's because normally it's going to be the low strength weapons, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to want to do what happened with me, which is I'm trying to kill you, but when I fail to crack your armor because my random shot went in the wrong spot or I missed or whatever, it's the low strength weapons coming in. So that Vulcan Mega Bolter, it's strength four, right? Uh, so if you put like all all the Warlord weapon disabled's are 11s, right? Which is already sort mm-hmm. of out of the realm of possibility until you're in the side. Mm-hmm. But if you are mm-hmm. in the side, the Warhound's just probably going to do it with six shots rapid. But suddenly you put that to a 12 and now you need to be all the way behind. And if the Warhound is all the way behind you, it's just going to murder you anyway. So who cares? Mm-hmm. And again, it, like Steven said, it goes back to filling up the corners of your list, right? Oh, I've got 35 points left over. Well, I guess my two warlords are hardened casing all the weapons. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And it keeps those weapons that are harder to repair in the game just a little bit longer. Um, I'm thinking about it even more now as we're talking about it. And knights. This is a big middle finger to knights. Yeah. Yeah. Because knights yeah. will run up on you. They won't necessarily target you know, a part of your body, but they'll cut your guns off. And then after they're done cutting their guns off, they'll keep focusing the guns and get those strength seven and strength nine body hits because it's easier to do that than it is to actually damage the body. You talk about the carapace and uh, arm weapon for the war master. Suddenly you have to have a 13. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly that's not attainable consolation prize, (laughs) right? Like, like for a warlord, or even a reaver, if you hit the arm weapon, like that's not what you want to hit. You never want to disable a weapon, right? With a random location shot, but at least it's going to be pretty automatic with, you know, your melta cannon, your plasma blast guns. Sure. Uh, but if it's strength 13, I mean, still automatic with the plasma cannon, but your plasma blast guns only strength eight. Yeah. So that's, that's a five up. Mm-hmm. So even if you do get hit, it's not going to work and it's just real sad. So yeah, this one, is going to be a shoring up the corners ones for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, really I've, I've warmed up one. to it now after this discussion. Five, five points a weapon. Yeah. And I mean, if it was like 30K where you could always find a use for that extra 30 points, yeah, it might be a different situation. But in Titanicus, a lot of times you can't. So why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Psy Titan. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, you can give this to Psy Titans, too. 
Mm-hmm. You can give all of this to Psy Titans. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, damn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. But that's not the thing I like the best. I like it, but I don't like it the best. What I like the best is this bastion shielding. Hmm. This was the name given to minor networks of power generators, often incorporated into the void shield array of a god engine, typically used during grueling campaigns. They saw considerable use during the Horus Heresy owing to the strength of weapons wielded by Titan legions that had now turned upon one another. Any Titan can be upgraded with Bastion Shielding for 10 points. Once per game, a Titan with this upgrade can declare voids to full without pushing its reactor. It's pretty handy. That 10 points is going to save you a maximum voids and then burning yourself out for the rest of the game. That's what that's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just voids to full. All right. Great. Get that reroll in, but don't, yep. don't even worry about it. Is there a specific on, Legio on that has this? Users. What? Is this a, a Legio upgrade for someone else or is this a, it's a nope. universal Titan upgrade? And it's, it's not Actually, one of the Legio specific ones. No one shares this one. No. no. Okay. Um, although, although you could say that it was taken from Crusading Legio's first edition, which uh, had a, mm. a piece of war gear similar to this. Gotcha. Yeah, but I don't keep that white dwarf handy anymore, so I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't go I and fish for it. Like, I remember it now that you mention it, but I can't go and fish for it. Yeah, it was uh, uh, I like auxiliary this a lot. shield capacitors, which would allow you to push once per turn for free. Oh yeah, uh, I had that. It was rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, you're I remember. <laughs> um, but I, I do like this a lot, especially with my my Legio's uh, secondary shield capacitors. Right. Because <laughs> just because what I what I found with the secondary. So what secondary shield capacitors does is when you drop your shields when you're targeted by an attack, the first time your shields go down. Right. You can only do it once a game, but when it happens and you're attacked by an enemy, you roll a d3 you get that many shields back and increase your reactor track by that much. Huh? Uh, and what I'd found, cause normally you're going voids to full, you know, when you take a lot of incoming fire, you know, you really don't want to lose that last point, whatever it is. Um, but then I realized it was making me run red hot because if you already sure. have a point or two on your reactor track and suddenly you get three shields back, that's great, but you've already pushed yourself into the red zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting this, being able to declare voids to full for free, 10 points, fuck. Steven, just assume every one of my Titans has this from now on. Just assume it. I'll make the space. Well, I got, I got something for you. Don't you worry. I don't Actually, I don't, given that it's Loyalist specific <laughs> work here, but we'll see. Right? We'll see. Come, come back when the other book comes out, Steven. No. <laughs> Makes me wonder what traders are going to get then, because boy... Right. Um, there are hints. There are hints and, and rumors. Yep. yep. Mm, mm. Um, the next one is another one for those of you who really like taking knights. Uh, it's called an Oath Banner. Many Titan legions held long-standing bonds with one or more house uh, knight houses of the Questoris Familia, with a Forge World offering support to the household in return for loyal service. Often, this service would be commemorated by the commissioning of an Oath Banner. Titans would carry these banners into battle as a reminder of the duty both God, Engine, and Knight owed to one another. Any Titan can be upgraded with an Oath Banner for 5 points. So again, like 20 points to outfit your entire battle group. 
Yeah, potentially. Friendly night banners within six inches of a titan with an oath banner can re-roll command checks to see if they become shaken. Now, at first glance, that kind of looks meh, right? Um, because some people don't even use knights, right? But there are three maniples that use uh, knight banners as a component. It's the Janissary Battle Line, the um, Dominus Battle Force, and the Ignis Maniple. And uh, those knights, those maniples, uh, reward knights for working in close support of the Titan themselves. Uh, the Janissary, when a Titan activates, any knight within, I think, 12 inches can also activate. The Ignis, any knight that is within 6 inches uh, of a It's Warhound. within 6 inches for the Janissary. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, the Ignis, any knight within six inches of one of the Warhounds, uh, can auto-pass an order if that uh, Warhound also auto or also passed the same order. And then mm-hmm. Dominus, they, um, the knights impose ballistic skill uh, penalties on stuff that's shooting at Titans within six inches of them. So Yeah, but it this... is the whole, the whole maniple for the Dominus one. I actually played this uh, the other day against Dave. Uh, and it's great, except the whole maniple, or I'm sorry, the whole uh, night banner needs to be within six inches of the Titan, which means they got to be real close together, which is mm-hmm. a it's, downside. It's, a little, it's so unfortunate points, if someone's slinging big yeah, pie plates like, at you. You're gonna lose a ti- you're gonna lose a knight and need to make a shaken banner test, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Reroll it five points. Hell yeah. Yeah, do it. There's um, I want to say there's somebody. In this book, it might be Metallica uh, that lets knights use a nearby Titan's leadership for those checks. So I've got another one for you, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, this universal Titan upgrade, which can be taken by any Titan in the game, uh-huh. uh, can be taken by that allied Titan your Nighthouse has running around with it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh so if you're you're one of those people that are like, man, I, I run knights all the time, and every now and again, like I, I have a, a titan with them because that's my fluff for whatever. Five points? Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Super useful. Um and you're not unfortunately up, uh, nonsense like you would if you'd have to give it a legio trait or something. I kind of love the idea of taking a war master and then just having a, a daycare's worth of knights at its feet. <laughs> That'd be funny. So expensive. Uh, well, I mean, no, it's only five points to put the oath banner. Oh, you mean you got to bring a whole maniple to bring that thing with you. It's fine. <laughs> just three warhounds and a flock of, of knights. Yeah, do it. Just take an Ignis. It's like a Boy Scout camping trip. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it's an Ignis. Welcome to M31 Murder Jamboree. (laughs) So these were the Universal Titan War Gear, so we could probably assume that the the traders will also have these as well. Yes. Yes, although I wouldn't put it past GW for the traders to have a completely different set of Universal Titan War Gear. Requiring you to have both books to get the full set of Universal <laughs> Titan War gear. So, That's fair well, too. I wouldn't be mad about it because yeah, I'm I wouldn't all about be upset more about Titanicus it supplements. Yeah, because <laughs> I've already got the Le- the Loyalist Legio book. 
Oh. And you're interested in at least one trader Legio, so... I am. Mine. Go for it. Um, But that being said, there are loyalist-specific upgrades. Uh, Takeable? Takeable? That's not a word. Selectable. Uh, Selectable. Selectable? Is that a word? Able to be taken by uh, only the Emperor's Finest. Or rather, the Omnissiah's Finest. I suppose, depending on... Well, these tend to be the Emperor's Finest, which is why they didn't go traitor. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's not my fault they've been duped. Anyway, go for it, Jesse. All right. So the first one we have for Loyalist-specific war gear is The Spark of Vengeance, which I don't think is a Transformers movie. Uh, Many (laughs) amongst the ranks of those Titan Legions still loyal to the Emperor developed an intense hatred toward those who had spat upon their oaths. To harness this range, some Titan Legions authorized the use of prohibited MIU modifications that allowed greater control of the Machine Spirit's anger, albeit at the potential cost of long-term damage caused to the God Engine. Any Loyalist Titan may be upgraded with a Spark of Vengeance for 10 points. When a Titan with this upgrade is required to roll on the Awakened Machine Spirit table, they apply the Wrathful result instead. That's real fun. Yep, and Wrathful is the controlling player chooses one of the Titan's weapons that has not been disabled and attacks with it using a ballistic skill and weapon skill of 4-up following the standard combat sequence. Yeah, that's really good, actually. Yeah, that's the best one for most situations where you fail the machines, the Awaken Machine Spirit roll. Yeah. And it's um, one less variable you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, it, at least in my experience, the you tend to wake up the machine spirit the most when you're firing a bellicosa. <laughs> yeah. So just fire it anyway. Fire yeah. it anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. fire it anyway. One less ballistic skill. Oh, no. But then you have to fail a command check to get to this point anyway, too, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see. At 10 points per Loyalist Titan. Yeah, your results may vary. Yeah. yeah. But it is yeah. a nice... um. But you knowing that you'll that be shot. able to just shoot instead of any other stupid thing. It's, yeah. It's kind of like nice. That, I mean, bad Awakened Machine Spirit rolls there. lost me my last game. Yeah. Like, like if, I don't I don't blame the dice on much, but yeah. when you get a haughty and then a, another bad thing, when yeah. you just need to move. <laughs> yeah, kid out but your, you don't move, you just sit there and die. Yeah, kid out your mana pool between like 40 to 60 points and knowing that they'll shoot if you awaken the Machine Spirit. That's... Or punch. Shooter punch? Yeah. Yep. And again, like that 40 to 60 points, probably not going to have anything else to spend it on. Yeah. And probably worth it. Hmm. Definitely worth it. Yeah. Because like Austin said, you know. Any opportunity to fire a weapon is a good opportunity, I think. Yeah. yeah. Especially because well, it could come out of sequence, right? to do it. Yes. Like it could go in the yeah. movement phase when you were trying to get a little extra boosted speed and instead, oh, great, I get to shoot at somebody with their shields down. And it doesn't (laughs) prevent you from firing it again. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a pretty sweet piece of war gear right there. Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite is the next one. Vortex Pillar. It's so cool. (laughs) I'm going to skip you on this one, Austin. Yeah, okay. Uh, Loyalist-specific war gear, Vortex Payload. And... I read this immediately after reading Mortis, so I was all about it. Uh, When the Emperor ratified his treaty with Mars, one of his commandments was the sealing of technologies deemed too perverse or unstable for use. 
Many Forge Worlds ignored such a decree during the Horus Heresy, retrieving esoteric weapons from war vaults sealed long ago. Because sometimes, you know, even when God tells you not to do it, you gotta do it. But I want to install Linux on my laptop, so fuck em. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do a war crime. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a little bit of war crime as a treat. <laughs> Any loyalist titan, and this is this gets me a little bit, that it's loyalist-specific war gear, which makes me wonder what traitors are going to get. Uh, any loyalist titan equipped with a warp missile, so reavers and warlords, can be upgraded with a vortex payload for 20 points. Each of the titan's weapons must be upgraded separately, so 20, uh, 20 points for a reaver, 40 for a warlord. A warp missile upgraded with a vortex payload loses the warp trait and gains the vortex trait. However, the X value of the limited trait cannot be changed in any way. It will always be limited one. Um, it doesn't have the vortex trait anywhere that's easily read. But what, what happens is... What does is, the vortex trait get us, Stephen? Well, I happen to know this off the top of my head because this is directly taken out of the original uh, 1989 Adeptus Titanicus game. Uh, it puts a big template down, a big five-inch template, and anything under that template takes, I think, D3 strength 10 hits that just goes through shields. Ooh. Oh, no. But that's not the worst part. The vortex can stay there and keep moving around. <laughs> just continually racking up Just like the vortex hits. grenade. Just like a vortex so grenade, except titan-sized. <laughs> yeah. So this, I really enjoy this, not only because of the fact that uh, missiles that tear holes in reality are super cool, um, but finally we have a usable counter to, uh, to like, to castle builds. The Regia Maniple, yeah. uh, the Fortis Maniple, uh, a cast eye sitting behind a building with adamantium mm -hmm. stance. Stay Just, in one spot, hey, you won't. <laughs> what's that over there i don't know but i don't like it drop a vortex missile on it thunk <laughs> flush him out yep um so sometimes you know you really want to a lot of people say well not a lot of people because a lot of people are dumb and think the acastus is op um but people who know better will tell you just hit them with a uh, with a bellicosa and they'll go away well sometimes you can't hit them with a bellicosa but you can hit them with a vortex missile that doesn't need line of sight just zoom, and then watch the Acastus get sucked into a black hole. <laughs> it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, yeah, and then again, it can just keep wandering around, eating whatever gets too close. Uh, Fortis maniples, you know, it's it's those D three hits to everything under the template. So you know, if you hit three titans with it, that's three D three hits. Yep. Under it's the nuts. shields, so it doesn't matter if you're sharing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's only one use, but, like, you know, the best weapon is the one you only have to fire once. Right? How many more times <laughs> you want to shoot it? Fuck. Yeah. And, you know, if you really, really want more Vortex missiles, uh, put two on a single Warlord and then bring more Warlords. <laughs> Yeah, bring Collect your own all. fucking... Just bring a Regina Maniple. Bring two, then have a bunch of Warhounds to run in and mop up the rest. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes you gotta commit a war crime. And, uh, you know, black holes are a pretty good war crime. Black holes directly into hell? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, man, God, that scene with Diaz Ray is so cool. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, you cannot use auto loaders to uh, to pop yeah, that. Back limited up. one. But there are, I think, some instances, maybe uh, with Forge World battlefields or in campaigns, where you can reload limited weapons. Am I imagining uh, that? Or is yeah, that that, that's at least one of the the special scenarios in a book somewhere because we've played it yeah it just didn't come up because we weren't taking any limited weapons yeah so you know <laughs> sometimes you've got extra vortex missiles in your pocket <laughs> yep oh hey look what i found who's <laughs> <laughs> behind the I'm couch the whole time <laughs> throw this at somebody now that's great yep love it want to take the next one austin yeah yeah the next one is the aquila benedictus uh, the Aquila Benedictus was one of the rarest honors bestowed on Titans during the Great Crusade, for it was given solely by the Emperor himself. Any Titan honored with an Aquila Benedictus wore it proudly upon their form, serving as a source of inspiration for their allies. I can only assume that what this should really be represented as is uh, those of you that's seen like the warlord that's got that sister of battle like floating. I was thinking yeah. the same thing yeah. when they were I talking was just about, thinking this. about that. Mm-hmm. I think we're all on yeah. the same page on that one. Yeah, yep. that. If you see a Titan with that, that's this. Uh, a maximum of one Loyalist Titan within a battle group can be upgraded with an Aquila Benedictus for 15 points. A friendly Loyalist Titan within six inches of a Titan with this upgrade, including the Titan itself, suffers no penalties to command checks. Uh, if the Titan is destroyed, all friendly Loyalist Titans within six inches of the upgraded Titan immediately roll on the Awaken Machine Spirit table as if they have failed to quell the Machine Spirit. This is nothing but good ideas, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, it's 15 points, so again, that that's going to be a round. Mm-hmm. Um, no penalties to command checks. So not huge, in my opinion, right now. Like, there are Legios that'll mess with your command checks. That sucks. Mm. You can get hit in the head. That sucks. Generally speaking, though... Eh, but for 15 points, why not? But it's that second thing, that second thing that seems like a bad thing that I think is the reason that you want this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Awaken Machine Spirit Table, like, yeah, one in six chance, nothing happens, but that's fine because you weren't doing anything anyway. Uh, what? And then the remainder is, what, a 50% chance of moving thereabouts, and then about 50% you shoot a gun at somebody? The moving could catch you out, right? There are some times where you don't want to turn and face the nearest enemy. There are some times that you don't want to go D6 straight ahead. But shooting guns is never a bad thing when it's for free. Uh, And 15 points to shoot guns for free? That, like, to me, that outweighs the very rare occasion where you might not want to move. So could you take this with the spark of vengeance? I think so. I mean, I guess it would depend on what it says about the, uh... It says, when a ti- for Spark of Vengeance, when a Titan with this oh. upgrade is required to roll on the Awakened oh, Machine... Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Guess you could. They apply the Wrathful result instead. Yeah, you're basically just building a Wrathful bomb. You can create a, a just a giant, holy yeah. maniple. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be within six inches, but... God, I'd do this for... It's run a Fortis maniple and pack Volcano Cannons on everybody. Uh-huh. Or even just have it, like, 
maybe not even the whole Legio, right? Just that three Warhound pack. Mm. Have the pack leader run with the Aquila Benedictus on it. Yep. Ah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Well spotted, mm-hmm. Jesse. I just got to um, find the, like a the best Legio to fit this. Well, luckily, now you have a book that has all the Loyalist Legios right there. You can flip through yep. your heart's content. Defensor is probably the best one for this. I think um, Defensor gets to do stuff when their friends die. So, you know, just suicide the Aquila Benedictus Warhound <laughs> into, a, into a line and then just watch as all the other Titans get wrathful <laughs> and then just keep shooting forever. No, no, no. It's all friendly Loyalist within six inches of the Titan when it dies. Yeah. It's not everybody on the yeah. field. Run them all together. <laughs> I mean, there's that. That's what I do. Yeah, just run them all together. One big Warhound bomb. <laughs> It'd be great. As part of the next piece of war gear for Loyalists, uh, plasmatic binders. The Forge world of Ryza had long hoarded secrets relating to creation and engineering of plasma technologies, a handful of which they shared during the Horus Heresy. Plasmatic binders proved to be the most widely utilized. Though time-consuming to craft and short-lived, they provided a rapid means through which to quiet the raging heart of a god engine. Any Loyalist Titan can be upgraded with plasmatic binders for 25 points. Bit pricey. Uh, Once per game, during a damage control phase of any round, a Titan with this upgrade may activate its plasmatic binders. Until the end of the round, the Titan can vent plasma on a 2-up instead of a 4-up. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's I like um, this pretty lot, literally yeah. the wording from Infuse of Supercoolant. Like, mm-hmm. congratulations, everybody is a war master today. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it, especially that it says just once per game, just during the damage control phase. Yeah. So mm-hmm. theoretically, you could roll those dice, say, ah, fuck, I only got three ups. Time to vent- use the plasmatic binders. Um. The only thing that I would have liked this just for the sake of clarity is there are some scenarios uh, where the bat or like the battlefield problem is it's real hot or something crazy is going on and you vent plasma on a six up instead of a four up. Mm. So I would say I would that I would like it. I would have liked it to say, hey, it's a two up regardless or hey, you know, I think just, it's pretty, just something to clarify that. Like, I think it's probably pretty like, simple to 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 make the choice. Because um, I would say that any, you know, generally when you're playing any sort of tabletop game, the the rule of thumb is specific beats general, right? I would say that any war gear, especially something that has specific in the name, probably yeah. beats the general rules of um, of a battlefield. Ah, but here's the thing: the f- it goes to a six up. Can you modify that six up to the two up or does the two up only modify the four up? Cause you no longer have a four up. You have a six up. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah, the I, wording is, is a little I mean, too specific. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's what I mean. So at, at the end of the day, you're not going to play an event with those probably. So like, who cares? No. Talk it out with your buddies. Um, mm-hmm. But for as tight as all the other rules, tend to be like the only arguments I see on the internet about things are dumb, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like for, for 40 K and 30 K, like there's a lot of ambiguous, ambiguous language and Necromunda mm-hmm. as well. But I feel for Titanicus, it's 
tends to be pretty tight. Probably because there's only four different models in the game, you know? Like, yeah, just don't yeah. ask anybody how Wildfire interacts with a Power Fist and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right? Don't do that. Um, I don't know. Do you think this one might be FAQ'd in the future? Eh, probably not. Because, again, Very the scenarios... Specific. Yeah, like, the scenarios are few and far between, and most Titanicus players are going to figure it out between, like, the two guys they play Titanicus with. Mm-hmm, Yeah. It's, you know, first world problems, but I do like it. Like even, even for yeah. 25 points, which is, you know, pricier than most of these, uh, the fact that you get to like pull the cord after you roll the dice to me makes it worth it because yeah. God, do my warhounds get hot. Yeah. They get hot so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to like this next one though, Austin, especially because it gives us a hint for things to come. <laughs> Do go on. Loyalist specific war gear. Null emitter. As the Horacy the Horacy. Damn it, we I go did it again. again. <laughs> Her- Welcome to the Heresy Horacy. As the Heresy Pony War uh wore on, the Titan Legions that had sided with the Warmaster began to change. Again, read Mortis. In many instances, these changes were spurred on by the machinations of the Dark Mechanicum. Why would you pick that word? Machinations, machinations. of the Dark Mechanicum. It's the machinations of the Mechanicum. <laughs> Just, you could have picked literally any other the word. Fuck you, people that are bad at tongue twisters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with some titans becoming vessels for malignant powers, read demons, uh, pulled forth from the warp. To counter this, rare esoteric devices known as null emitters that exhibited destabilizing properties uh, upon so-called corrupted titans were crafted and distributed to loyalist legions in an attempt to combat this new threat. Remember, these upgrades can be bought for Psy Titans. Any loyalist princeps senioris titan know they cannot... Uh, because Psy Titans can never have your Princeps Senioris. Ah. <laughs> Any Loyalist Princeps Senioris Titan may be upgraded with a Null Emitter for 25 points. Corrupted Titans within 6 inches of a Titan with a Null Emitter subtract 1 from the result of any command check they make. Uh-oh. In addition, once per game, when a Titan with this upgrade is activated during any phase, they may discharge their Null Emitter. If they do so, choose a visible corrupted titan within 10 inches of the Princeps Senioris titan. Until the end of the round, a single additional mutation the titan has chosen as an upgrade has no effect. A base mutation cannot be chosen. (laughs) Once a null emitter has been discharged, it no longer applies negative modifiers to the command checks of corrupted titans. So, well, well, well. A couple of things. Uh, Seems like corrupted titans are gonna be like a little build-a-bear of baby's first crimes against god (laughs) (laughs) which is super cool uh because you know we don't see we haven't seen corrupted titans yet we didn't know what they were gonna be we knew they existed or would exist were pending existence right um but we didn't know what it was we didn't know if it was gonna be like a a side titan kind of thing where it's just here's a titan with extra rules uh, but I really feel like a Demons of the Ruin Storm type of deal. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And my my base guess here is that base mutations is going to be a dedication to a specific god. Sure. So you'll have five, you know, one for each of the big four, and then a general undivided slash Malal yeah. one. And then based on what base mutation you take, 
the other mutations are either going to be disallowed to you or takeable for a certain uh, certain amount of points. I don't know if maybe there will be like a table, right? Like I take the corn base mutation and now I have three or four other mutations to choose from. Or you take the unaligned and you can take X number of any of them from any any set. So I really like that, the little little build a bear titan. Um build an abomination. Yeah. Build an abomination. I like it. I also like the idea of a null emitter. Like I just assume it's a canister with like a blank in it. There's yeah. just a pariah and a canister. And you just like hold them out on your back. It's not even a fancy canister. Like it's a can with holes poked in the top and yeah, you just shake it. It's just a coffin with a small rocket booster on one end for when you want to shoot it at somebody within 10 inches of you. Yeah. And like that guy gets fucked up, but oh no, you shook the can and you know what happens when you shake a can and then open it. Uh-huh. Like a psycho brain uh, in a jar. Yeah. Or uh, a blank in a jar. Yeah. It's, um, I assume it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, like they occasionally shoot into the eye of terror in 40K was just like a psychic blank in a like yeah, probe. Just a little a little fuck you torpedo. Yep. <laughs> just to see what's going on. Yep. It's I like good. it. It's it's pretty cool. Um I I like that you can only take it on certain titans. Mm-hmm. It seems fluffy to put it on a Princeps Senioris Titan as opposed to, you know, some rando and a warhound who's just gonna go run away or run up yeah. to uh run up to the corrupted titan and bark at it. So yeah, like you got to know somebody to get it. And I also like that you can only have one of them, right? I mean, generally, right? Because it's just your Princeps and yours, Titan. So, mm-hmm. well, you can take, big pr- game. you can have multiple Princeps and yours. Yeah, you can have multiple maniples, but that's a, that's a big well, game. Oh, mm. if you took, um, what's that Legio that has, uh, Darkfire, Le- uh, Legion Vulcan, Legio Vulcanum, Darkfire and Lords of Ruin. Uh, you could, in theory, play Loyalist Darkfire uh, and have two Princeps Senioris in one maniple. Now you're just working too hard. <laughs> Although, depending well, on how OP these uh, mutated titans are, you might need to be... You might want them, yeah. Corrupted yeah. titans for days. About it. Fully I, I really like the idea of building, like, a close quarters Gatling Fist Reaver, putting the Null Emitter on it, and, like... You corrupted Titan, I'm coming for you, and just full stride down the field to pop the null emitter and punch demons in the face. Uh, unfortunately, that demon's going to be a corn corrupted Titan, and it's going to have a tail with a friggin' doom club on it. Ah, uh, uh, man, I would love to see Bane Lord. Man, the times are coming. The times are coming. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then there's one more, I think. Yeah, just the one more. Uh, Loyalist specific mm-hmm. war gear, and these are fantastic, and I love them. Uh, I would go so almost... far as to say that these are overpowered and undercosted. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so these are hunter shells produced solely by the Forge World of Tigris. Hunter shells were specialized ammunition that contained a small logic engine designed to direct the flight of the shell towards the weakest armor of the target. Titan scale hunter shell shells were exceedingly rare. And the limited supply ensured a Titan rarely carried a full complement into battle. Any Loyalist Titan equipped with a weapon with the Ordnance trait can be upgraded with Hunter shells for 5 points times the die value of a weapon. Uh, a Reaver Gatling would be 30 points, for example. 6, 5, 30, bam. Uh, so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting the weapon. Each of the Titan's weapons must be upgraded separately. 
Once per game, a weapon upgraded with hunter shells may fire a hunter salvo rather than firing as normal. When firing a hunter salvo, the Titan does not apply a minus two modifier to the hit roll when making a targeting attack. Praise the Lord and pass the (laughs) hunter ammunition. So dumb. (laughs) Now, Stephen, in reading this again, it does make me a little sad because I, I didn't read or just glossed over the ordinance requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my poor warhounds with their bolters won't be able to do this. <laughs> Tiny violin. Right. Um, however, my reavers with the gatlings and the meltas, whose mm-hmm. whole job is to crack you open like a can opener with that melta and then called shot the gatling into the gaping crater. Oh, that's uh, that so seems, rude. That seems well worth 30 points. So rude. <laughs> Alea can take one with her macro get. Oh, she can, can't she? Ugh. Or for the carapace. Or Although the, the carapace. Carap- the carapace would be a dumb upgrade. That's like 60 points. Like that. <laughs> 60 points to reliably execute one Titan. You don't even have to have it damaged, right? Take mm. it, do, like Dave, right, has that Extergamus maniple, and he has the double Gatling cannon on the carapace. He has the macro gat on an arm, uh-huh. and he has, I think, a, a, a Sun Fury for the other arm, yeah. Yeah. right? So he could put hunter shells on all of that. Once something has got no shields, he called shots to wherever he wants, pushes the reactor twice or by two to add plus one strength to all of it. And it's just, hey, little buddy, what you doing over there? That's a nice head you've got. Sure like, would be a shame if someone got Gatling all over it. And died is what it looks like. It's also nice for those scenarios uh, where the tertiary, obje- you're like your tertiary objectives for some of the uh, sets rolling around, they're like, you killed a Titan by blowing its head off. That's fucking hard. Ugh. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, I can do it for free? All right. Guess I will. <laughs> 30 points just seems like such a good price to pay. It is and it isn't. Like, it is... Pr- like, it sounds great in a vacuum, and then you realize, like, okay, so for me... Doing it for both, like in my my general lineup, both my Reavers have a Gatling weapon, so that's 60 points. And then my Warlord has a Gatling weapon, which is also six shots, I want to say. I think so. It's just a higher strength. Uh, yeah, so that's 90 points. For a one-use weapon? For, yeah, three one-use shots. It's 90 which... points to kill an engine. Well, maybe three engines. But you were going to do it any, like, you know, like for called shots, a lot of times you only need that one hit. So you don't really need, like, the minus two sucks, but you don't need it all the time to get the job done. So I, tentatively, I will disagree with you that this is undercosted, but God, is it good. It is good. Yeah. Even if it's not (laughs) undercosted, it's still real strong. It ain't bad. And really, nothing here is bad. Except for no, everything everything has a use, even if it's a niche <laughs> use. The only thing that I would even, yeah, say is remotely bad is the stupid ranging aspects. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good. But this is also good for uh, Johnny's first game of Titanicus, right? You know, somebody's only yeah. ever played, you know, the newer editions of 40k or Age of Sigmar. They don't guess range for shit. Uh, they now don't hey, need to do a DIY kids Legio. today. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Right. <laughs> they now don't need a DIY Legio to take the one thing that will get them through their like transition period. 
<laughs> of playing a gentleman's game. And you know, the the um, in the same vein, the upgrades kind of help you to, if Johnny has is playing Titanicus for the first time, um, but you know the his two hounds and one reaver like feel kind of underwhelming. We'll throw some upgrades on there, little buddy. <laughs> yeah. Get you some bastion yeah. shielding and hunter shells. Just drop a vortex work. missile on someone and watch them go screaming <laughs> into the void. That'll make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ripping someone's soul directly into hell. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah. yeah but that's all for the war gear. It's, I think mostly the book collates a lot of stratagems, which is really nice. Yes, collates it, all the it does modify. It does modify a couple of them. Um, again, I haven't like sat down with all my my deck of stratagem cards to like, sure. figure out mm-hmm. the details. Uh, Vox Blackout went to three points. I think it was two Finally. previously. <laughs> Good. Yes. Yeah, no, I thought it was runs. one. Didn't it used to be one? Oh, oh, fuck. Whatever whatever it was, it wasn't three, and that's what it needs to be. It was one. Uh, and it was, yeah, that was way dis- too cheap. It was disrespectful. Disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, strafing run has stayed at two, but it's now one use only. Yeah. A lot of the ones that were multi, that are with a trigger every turn during the stratagem phase are now one use only. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, artillery bombardment stayed every turn, but I think that's it. Quake shells, uh, scatterable mines got changed. And, I understand that a lot of people had feelings about Scatterable Minds. We've never played with them, so I don't know what those feelings are, but apparently Scatterable Minds were were strong. I used them once, and I wasn't thrilled. I mean, eh. Like, oh no, it's dangerous terrain. Sure. I'm not going to disagree. Just, again, we we only used it like that one time. Moving at 10 inches seems a bit... Yeah, like... That's that's a rough scatter. But it's a regular scatter die, so there's still a one in three chance that it just sits there. That's true, too. Mm. I mean, it's no but, vortex, uh, but <laughs> yeah, like, eh, there there were ruder things, and then you got to remove it at the end of the round, so it's like, uh, uh, now you do yeah, anyway. So it'll it'll really yeah. fuck up that one guy's charge that one time. The the bigger deal, I think, and more than stratagems, is that some of the legios got changes. Yeah, yeah, um, I, not we big really changes. Need to do a whole right? like another episode after I like we've sat down. <laughs> And like mapped out what all the changes changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Jesse before we started is they're not big changes individually, but within the context of the Legios that they're changing, they're kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, yeah, every, everybody that's played a Legio that, you know, like was like a day one when that Legio came out, ah, these are, that's, this is my Legio. It's like changing the way Ultramarines work, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It might not be a big change, but you're still radically affecting the play style of whoever was playing Ultramarine. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, oops, Ultramarines. Yeah, nobody cares about them, <laughs> but somebody told me Legio Solaria got changed, and that, that does... So Legio Solaria only had one change, right? Most of these Legios only mm-hmm. had one change. Uh, Solarias went from wolf packs, their rule wolf pack, which allows them to squadron, I think, four warhounds together. Mm. Um, they can now play uh, at being Audax, and they can squadron five. Oh, delightful. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, look, look at them go. I know Griffonicus, their mainstay of the Titan Legion, where they could replace one 
mandatory warhound or one mandatory warlord in a maniple with a reaver can now replace any warlord uh, or warhound with a reaver. Ah. So they can oh. they can wildly change a maniple composition. Interesting. That uh-huh. is. Who is that again? Griffonicus. Okay, man. Yeah, and here because I was that means about getting a new legio. <laughs> uh huh. Because you can now, like any legio, any um, any maniple that now was look like a corsair. Yeah. How about a how about a mandatus maniple with a warlord and four reavers, or a regia <laughs> maniple with warlords and two reavers for each of them? Possibilities just, are endless. Just imagine the fun. <laughs> um, imagine my favorite. My favorite change is uh, Ataris, Legio Ataris, had uh, incendiary missiles that they could replace on Reavers and Warlords, and the incendiary missiles were just absolute garbage. What they did was they reduced, I think they reduced the strength of the gun to strength three, and then anything that they hit, so they don't do anything to voids, anything that they hit left a five-inch template underneath it, which would do one strength four hit to the legs, of any Titan that was standing on it. And it would also burn buildings. That came out and we were like, man, they're really prepping for putting infantry in this because there is literally uh-huh. no other use. And that was yeah, a year ago. It was ago. terrible. But now, now the incendiary missiles for the same cost and for all the other things they did have Void Breaker 2. Mm. Which means for mm. every hit, it's an additional two saves. And you know how many hits come from a multiple rocket launcher? Shit tons. A shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> 15 rockets hitting on twos outside of 30 inches. And each of those rockets does another uh, three hits or does another two hits. Eat your heart out. That's nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So many missiles. But yeah, super cool. But we'll have to, like Austin said, uh, really go through them because they added more night houses. They added, I think, four or five new night houses. We didn't even touch Metallica today. Metallica is so, a whole new Legio. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have to go back because I've I've got thoughts on this Legio Graphonicus uh, in a Venator maniple. Uh huh. Oh no. <laughs> right, because the Venator's opportunistic strike. If a war, if shields are collapsed by a Warhound Titan. Reaver Titan in this maniple can immediately make an attack against it with one of its weapons. So if you have multiple Reavers and a Warhound drops the shields on something, does each Reaver then get to shoot into that shieldless thing? No, I think that's that was um, that was specified a long time ago. Damn, damn. Is that, o- is that only one Reaver can make use of that uh, make use of that rule no. at a time? All right, fine. Um, I didn't want to play Graphonicus anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did. Lust for Glory is super cool. Mm. Uh, I do have a Lust for Glory. The only thing that I don't like about this book, or rather the only thing that I'm disappointed in the book, I should say, I shouldn't say that I don't like it, is that there's no Legendary Titans. That is a shame. Hey, yeah. Man, I, I didn't even know, like, I'd forgot they existed. Uh, titans of yeah. Legend yeah. were like... You a, a a blink of time in yeah. Titanicus, and now they're sold out, so you can't get them anymore. Gone, gone uh, for all time, and they're not in any book. So that like, is kind of rough. That, what are you supposed weird. to do? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe when the Black Shield, uh, you know, 
the the Black Shield Legios book comes out, it'll also have just shit tons of Titans of Legend. Because yeah, what else? But... You, how many Black Shield Legios are you going to be talking about? Yeah, who knows? It still feels a bit awkward, though. I mean, know. it is. Yeah, and it means that there's no additional Titans of Legend that are that are coming anytime soon. Maybe they're just hoping we forget about them. Well, no that that would be my thought. Is either they've gone out or because like. The, the Traitor Legio version of this book is going to have to be even bigger because you got to explain all these corrupted titans and corrupted nighthouses. So you can't put anything else in there. That's going to be a 200-page book. Hey, that book. null emitter doesn't work on corrupted knights. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a dick. That's funny. Because <laughs> um, it only says corrupted titans. <laughs> corrupted knights are a rounding error they don't, they don't right. matter you just kick be, those guys over yeah just just go punt a punt a puppy and be done with it <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna see what happens when all those cornate knights start charging <laughs> look i got a tiny blood bloodthirster i'm ready for it vortex baby vortex yeah for real just <laughs> <laughs> sir there's a corrupted knight banner over there Thump. no there's not what banner yeah fake news yeah it gives me hope for uh, some of the weaker traitor legios, like uh, Kratos, hmm. which is just sitting at the very bottom of the cool barrel. <laughs> the oh. poor Kratos. Is it even in the cool barrel? It was, because it was the only way to get... It, when it first came out, it was. When Titan Death came out, Kratos was bad, but not the worst. <laughs> you took him so you could have a whole bunch of warlords. Sure. Um, but they are still not good. And they've only gotten worse as time has gone on because Darktide, Tritonis came out and was like, hey, you know that trick that uh, Kratos should have been able to do? Yeah, we do that now. Oh, no. Black Shields, baby. Shasha. <laughs> um, I'm almost certain that Legio Infernus's Dark Blessing war gear is going to get a price hike because it probably should. It's way I mean, too good for five you've points. You've been yelling about it on the internet for so long. It's... So it's the best war gear in the game. What do you want for five points? <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. If it does get a, pie, a price hike, it'll be your fault. Specifically I, you. You're to blame. Well, you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe they shouldn't have given me such a good piece of war gear. And sometimes I feel bad. Dark blessing. Dark blessing. You have never felt bad while you rolled that die. I've seen you do it. You always got that shit-eating grit. Dark blessing! Uh, it was fun when I (laughs) dark blessing one of my falling titans so that it would fall on the target I remember (laughs) Uh, suck it Alea the dickest of moves Mm. well while while I have you guys here you want to talk about that new uh, the twisted yeah the twisted yeah he looks real cool sexy model Mm mm-hmm I love how bulky his armor looks, and it kind of makes me wonder. It's got like a scale? it's like Mark IV with a Mark III vibe to it, obviously. Yeah, the gorget is huge. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's which funny enough, he doesn't have artificer armor in the game, unless they FAQ, unless they change the FAQ. But well, who needs artificer armor when you've got that huge gorget? Yeah, just bouncing bolter shells off of it into your buddies. He's got straight up power armor in the regular game. Well, so it's kind of funny. Not everybody important gets cool armor. Look at Corferon. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's Corferon's Corferon. not important. He's a dick. And he's toughness uh, three, so fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Four wounds, T3, get ID'd by a plasma pistol. 
50-50 chance to remove the warlord. (laughs) Yeah, I do like how he's modeled, too, because he's modeled like he's certainly using that uh, Eye of Horus as a crutch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Dave about this the other day, and I'll probably splice in what we were talking about earlier, too, but... They do have. They do a good job of the sense of him leaning on it, yeah. With the model, yeah. Now, as cool as Malagurst is, I'm a little more interested in the article that he came out in. It's called the Legion Dispatch. It's a Warcom oh. article, yeah. And they said that it's going to be a monthly. Maybe? Nope. They uh-huh. just say regular. A regular. They don't. They don't mention any uh, specific time. But the other ones are monthly. The other, quote, regular yeah. ones. Are a regular monthly. article that is focused entirely on heresy models, new heresy mm-hmm. models. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Which means that hopefully the con will be getting a model soon. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can't, but certainly White Scars players can. <laughs> yeah, like I could, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> Robbie's going to be real excited. Yeah, I'll be I'll be happy to see because I think they did say that there were going to be two models, that one on foot, I mean, one on bike, or one where they can swap out the. the uh, kit, that's what they but, said. Yeah. That you can put it on a bike, you can have him off a bike. I guess just change off yeah. his torso, maybe. Yeah, I really hope they just yeah. let his like torso be, have a little magnet slot in there, two pairs Boop. of legs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, yeah, Malagas, he's got that. That's such a sick looking banner too. I mean, not a banner, but like an icon. It's just a gigantic yeah. Eye of Horus. Yep. Got some nice skulls on it. Got a lovely got little 16th icon. I like his bolter. Yeah. A little charm on it. A little stream. Like it looks more streamlined than usual. Mm-hmm. But you can tell yeah. that icon was something that was made like, you can see it being handed to the Legion when Horus was declared War Master. You know? Yeah. Like this isn't, a heresy era thing per se. Like it's got those clean, clean lines. And then they were like, fuck it. We're traitors now. Let's throw some chains and skulls on it. Chains and skulls. Chains and skulls. Ass <laughs> and titties. Chains and skulls. <laughs> and the yeah, tactical like, uh, piece of rock he's standing on for yeah. heroic pose. Yeah. Well, naturally. Yeah. But I could almost see like one of these getting passed out to like other legions too. Instead of that 16, there's just like a 10 or a 14 or whatever. Each one has just its own icon. Yeah, each one was like, oh, hey, like the new War Master's here. Here's like you showed up to the Olinor victory parade. <laughs> here's your here's icon. Your, here's yeah. your icon. Thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> yep. P.S. This word bearer chaplain is coming. Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Yep. Erebus, not this guy. God, he's such a square. <laughs> it's hey. hip to be square. <laughs> Hey, kids, you know who else liked doing heresy? <laughs> <laughs> I love his uh, his gloves he's got. Like these. Yeah, he's got he's got some old school Chaos Space Marine vibes mm-hmm. with the gloves and like his little knee pads have some ornamentation on them. Yeah. And he's wearing a tabard of what appears to be skin. Maybe. But yeah, definitely giving off some, uh, like you said, some Chaos 40K vibes to an extent. I mean, yeah, Malagurst, the Chaos Space Marine. Whoa. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I do like that bolter. I want to get a closer look at that bolt gun, though. Yeah, because it looks kind of stripped down. It's definitely like an older rogue trader looking bolter. Mm hmm. Because it's got that ridiculous looking magazine. <laughs> Love it. I wonder yeah. if he'll come with a helmet. Mm, probably not. Yeah, Saul Tarvitz did. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I mean,. 
Sal Tarvitz ostensibly knows how to use safety equipment, though, and Malagurst obviously does not. <laughs> uh, Malagurst and Gallant. Yep. From your highlights cartoons. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Malagurst doesn't wear a helmet. Gallant does. Yeah. Malagurst scoffs at the idea of seat belts. <laughs> oh, shit. Gee, Malagurst, aren't you going to wear your restraint harness? Those are for squares. I'm just going to mag mag boot, maglock my boots to the deck. It'll be fine. But low. Don't be like fine. Malagurst. <laughs> yep. So many OSHA violations. Some of you may die. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you think is coming, coming up next? Mm. I mean, mm. the trader book, very specifically. As, as far as a heresy <laughs> model, <laughs> what um, would you like to see? I'd like, shit, I'd like Argyll Tall, but he doesn't have rules, so I'm not going to get that. Probably not. Ar an Argyll Tall model is in dire need and be sick AF. Yeah, I mean, Betrayer's only, what, 10 years old by now? Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's Probably an anniversary model, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't this know what rate, I can't, I can't wait to have, wait. Um, can't wait for ten years to get my Corswain model. So, <laughs> yeah, Corswain would probably be the coolest guy to see next. Um, Look, Jesse, maybe... I hate to break it to you, but you've got those new Dark Angels rules, and there's going to be a new <laughs> version of Heresy come out. And they're all going to be invalidated. Thanks for playing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I did get <laughs> some uh, get some bits from some other characters, so I'm going to build my own Corswain. <laughs> got I'm that, my uh, own Corswain with blackjack and I got, hookers. I got the. Uh, Got the Blood Angels Praetor with that Ooh. sweet uh, two-handed grip. Nice. Going to throw on some Dark Angel stuff. I think it'll look pretty cool. So we'll see where it goes from there. Kind of based off the uh, the Horse Heresy Legions uh, card game app. Mm -hmm. They have Core Swain kind of decked out like that with a two-handed grip and everything. Just add attention. So I think I'm going to give that a shot. I think I would... Um, I think I'd like to see either a... I always forget the order that the syllables of his name go. The World Eater's Chief Apothecary. Gargos? Uh, no. Gerland Salak. G oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Garland Sulak. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I always think his last name is going to be Sirlak, but then I'm like, that sounds real close to Sarlak. No. And I don't think that's right. Um, but yeah, the, the World Eater's Chief Apothecary with the Power Axe and, and the Exhortations of Butchery. Um, or... I would like to see, uh, what's his name? Uh, Erasmus Gulg, the, mm. the Iron Warriors guy. Yeah. I think both of those would be pretty cool yeah, uh, like character models. Because yeah. it seems like they're hitting dudes that were in the first books first. Because yeah. mm -hmm. um, Malagurst was in book two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, book two. Wow. Such a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd like to see some, some of them. Uh, or a mechanical character. Plastic New Mechanicum character would be cool. I would like another militia character. Oh, besides the apothecary <laughs> or the uh, yeah, the besides medic. the the medic. <laughs> but that's not even a that's not even a. Militia He's a solar character. ox character. He's yeah, not even all a solar oxies. Militia yeah. don't have anything. Come on yeah, now, because militia true. aren't important. Where is my Alander Pius? Hmm. Well, hmm. Well, if you read Mortis, Give you'll me find that out, dude. Yeah, I. I you have my copy of Mortis. I've read it. I know what's going on. It's not specifically on. if you read Mortis. It's if the listeners read Mortis. Everything that you could That's ever true. want to know is That's in true. Mortis. It's great. Do it. <laughs> the sum of all heresy knowledge. 
Diaz Iray is in Mortis, and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. sitting there talking with Dave and Austin. I said, man, Diaz Iray better show up in this book before it's done. And Austin goes, I'm not going to spoil it. You'll just have to finish reading it. And I turn the page, and <laughs> it's the paragraph the Diaz Iray comes in. <laughs> mm, and she oh, comes was... in with style and panache. Uh-huh. The Reaper enthroned in iron. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up that preceptor battle line maniple box before it's too late. Mm. It's such a good deal. It really is. It's essentially get two titans free. Or three, depending on which ones you feel you're spending money on. Is that an online only? uh, Yeah, it's online only right now. Um, Well, and will probably continue to be until it sells out. Mm. And it will sell out, so... Get it. Yeah, Such it's got a, a great price. it's got a great mix. Like if you're if you're thinking of starting Titanicus, uh, that's the one to get because it'll let you play uh, most of the maniples. Okay. Like I'd, I'd say huh. you'd be able to get half the maniples out of it. Um, it'll give you Axiom. It'll give you the Precept. Uh, uh, Fortis or Forex Light. Fortis Forex Light. Uh, I think you can do a Janissary with it. Yep, and that's oh and that's no, you can't do Janissary unless you have knights, but still. Well, and that's before you pick a legion, a legion that could allow you to swap out, you know, something mm-hmm. for something, which would get you even more variety out of it. <laughs> just take just take Griffonicus, do it. Yeah, take, I mean, take really, like if you get if you get that box and then one, yeah, and then one other box of Titan, right? Either a pair of Warhounds, another Reaver or Warlord based on whatever legion you want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, like, you're good to go. That's about as many titans as I it's have, right? two warhounds, a reaver, a warbringer, and a warlord for 185 USD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Holy basically sh- paying that's... for the warlord and either the reaver or the warbringer, and everything else is free. That's nuts. And if you buy two of those boxes, you're set. Yeah, that's whatever all you want. The, <laughs> yeah, that's you, all the, the titans you'll ever need. Well, you might unless you want to do an extraterrestrial. One more reaver if you want to do corsair. Mm. But yep. I mean, I mean, honestly, because right now I have five warhounds, two reavers, and a warlord, and I don't feel like restricted in my choices at all. Like I am spoiled for choice when it comes to doing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really, is any once you hit the four hound, two reaver, and then a big titan like a warlord or a warbringer, you're good. You can do almost anything. Yeah. And yeah, like that box plus a box of whatever other Titan you like the look of. Mm-hmm. And you're, you'll be set for 95% of the games of Titanicus you'll want to play. Uh, unless you figure out later on that like, oh, I don't really like two warlords. What I want is five friggin' Reavers, which is also super <laughs> cool. Corsair. Yeah. Corsair cheats and I love it. A, there's a principle in Titanicus you can follow. It's A, B, C. Always be Corsairing. <laughs> God, do you remember the glory days when my Solaria Legio, <sighs> Legio Corsairing them hounds all day? Yes. Do you remember those happy times, Stephen? Yes, we're God, all dramatized. Every single person that's played against you. Uh, it was real rude. The worst. That's what it was. <laughs> the word you're looking for is the worst. <laughs> you, you were playing... 2D Adeptus Titanicus. I was playing 3D 40K. <laughs> Stuff going everywhere, doing everything. Yep. It's mm. rough. But, um, yeah. That's all I have for Loyalist Legions today. 
Yep. But we will rest assured, dear listeners, have at least one more episode uh, after we've gotten into the nuts and bolts of it all and figured out what exactly has changed, what we think of all of those changes. Because for some reason, our opinion matters to you. And we appreciate that. Makes us feel happy inside. So first things first, uh, today uh, it came out with a new model for Malagurst, which I thought was uh, pretty gorgeous. Yeah, so did I. I, I when I first saw him, I, I think I said, uh, man, that looks like plastic. And uh, I think a lot of the internet's been saying the same thing. But Jesse, you had a great point. You were like, no, the... Yeah, the, the bolter's drilled. Yeah. They'll never be plastic. <laughs> never yeah. drilled bolter drills. But um, yeah, we also said that about salt tarvets too. So... I don't, I don't want to be wrong by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I'm not holding my breath on seeing this as plastic. It would be great. Yeah, it would sure. be amazing. It would be amazing. Because um, I think we all are ready for another, you know, shot, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. another injection of uh, plastic and, you know, intravenously. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's been... Um, long overdue. So yeah. really cool to see a nice plastic box set for the heresy, but. But yeah, let's talk about, so our last character model was Saul Tarvitz. Then we got the word bearer Praetors. And now we got, uh, Malagurst. We're starting to see characters that haven't been, that haven't had models since the heresy began, obviously. Like what? Yeah. And really 10 years iconic. ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been so crazy. We talked about this too, I think, a little bit, and that I think the Horus Heresy as a system, um, you know, obviously it started out with just being sort of um, attack on to 40K, right? Sure. I, I think the first book was written back when it was either Warhammer 40K was in sixth edition. Either the end of fifth or right at the beginning of sixth, I want to say. Yeah. And then it, it, it progressed into seventh, but, you know, the black books are sort of seamless, right? There's no attempt to sort of um, do anything Right, because there's no real rules per se other than the, the uh, lists of the models themselves or the unit lists. There are no, like, special rules. Well, I take that back, too, because they'll sometimes give you neat campaign rules to go with and such, but... They all more or less go fairly seamlessly. I use seamlessly very loosely <laughs> uh, with the current, you know, editions of Warhammer up until seventh edition. Yeah, and it's, so I think it's the longest running game system, like you know, sort of extant, right? Game system mm. uh, that has never had um, an edition update. Yeah, like you could say that the Age of Darkness, when they finally came out with the official red rule book, I believe there were some slight changes from 7th edition to that. But for the most part, it was pretty much left untouched. Everything from the psychic powers to just about everything. Yeah, I think just about everything was sort of... I think they cleaned up some of the special rules, which had, over time, become very convoluted and this special rule and six edition with this thing and this seven, you know I mean? It just became crazy. It's, but. it's still a little convoluted. Let's not kid ourselves. 
But uh, but yeah, I think you know it's it's wild to me that we have you know we're now nine ten years down the road and and we we sort we're of still have... using the same source books for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Like I know and they've they, updated. They still work. I think they've updated the red books. What five or six years ago? I think when I just got into this, they had re-released new red books. Yeah. Made, but like I said, not necessarily an edition change, just more like a refresh, almost like a FAQ slash errata to some of it. I don't think they really drastically changed any of the models' rules. I don't either. I think the red books were always just sort of for people that wanted the consolidated rules from the campaign books, like, mm-hmm. you know, in a a hardbound edition. Um, Which at this point with, it's probably been four or five books since we had a refresh of a red book. We're, yeah. we're in dire need of one. I think. I think with we're all, overdue for something. Yeah. With all the new units have come out with several, several legions out. Some rules can only be gotten from like book seven for, if you want to play uh like Space Wolves or the Thousand Suns. You got to f- scrape around. If you really want a hard copy, you got to s- search and scrape around to find one. I don't yeah, think it does. It makes me, it makes me wonder, like, I mean, it, why not just create a, you know, like they've done for some of the other campaign books, uh, Adeptus Titanicus, uh, Necromunda. It just do, do a digital version of it, man. You know, a digital version would be great. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think they'd probably get a lot more buyers than they would expect. I'd, you know, I'd purchase a PDF for sure. I love the searchability of it. I'm just, I mean, at yeah. this point, you know, I don't. Like, I love the enhanced editions that they yeah. have for iPad, where you can just click on something and boop, you got your rules there. God, it's, it's beautiful. I know. Yeah, but not having to show up at, like, a, you know, a con with, right with you. Yeah, with 30 pounds of books. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, most people at this point will just photocopy and have their pertinent information there or have an illicit PDF, which you know, I'm, I'm guilty of. I'm not gonna, I bought the book, but damn it, I, I got my own PDF. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> but I can't search it. But, um, but yeah, it would be great to see a refresh. I'm hoping that this summer we see a resurgence. Because, yeah, it's, it's, because it's, at Games Workshop, you know, every summer they have a big release. And it may be a horse heresy. It might be a stretch to see the horse heresy as a as the major summer release. But we could also see maybe a winter release. That's also kind of their Well, I think we've seen some clues, right? And I don't wanna become like, you know, the town crier for this, but you know, I, I do think I mean, we've people have raised around the internet have raised good points. Yeah, we've so we've sort of seen the re, the re SKUing, right? The skewing yep. of some of the the horse heresy um, line from Forge World. So yep. some of the stuff that's you know uh, no longer available online, we think is just getting an update to their SKU codes so that they can track the stockage levels of those and the sale level of those mm-hmm. uh, a little as the horus heresy as opposed to just 40k exactly because if you haven't seen that that leaky cheese uh video for the longest time horus heresy models and warhammer 40k models all shared the same more or less uh code on their sku 
And until very recently, with the Ark Order Bombard, I want to say, the Heresy now has its own separate uh, code. Uh, just as, like, Adeptus Titanicus has its own speci- uh, separate SKU, or Necromunda, or Aeronautic Imperialis. Yeah, exactly. And the argument goes, why would you do that if they were no longer going to support heresy, right? So right. clearly it's a sign that heresy is still going to be supported going forward. It's going to be a thing. Um, and uh, hopefully good things to come, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would do a dispatch, right? So the, the Warcom, the Warhammer community article today was, you know, uh, it was pitched as a regular thing going forward. We don't, obviously, we don't have like okay. the interval of that. I would assume it's monthly, like the Necromunda Informant uh, yeah. or the Adeptus Titanicus Engine Kill articles, that it would be like a regular monthly thing going forward. So I do think they've built some steam behind this. I think that we'll see more heresy um, leaks and, and information um, going forward. Yeah, definitely. I gotta say, it the way I was reading it, the way they had the Legion Dispatch, and I don't mean to be mean, but it, it's very uh, written in a very monotone type of writing that's usually unusual for the rest of their Warhammer community articles, where they usually write with a lot of uh, vig and vigor. I don't see a, a single goddamn exclamation point in this entire uh, in this entire post. It's really welcome to Legion Dispatch, the first in a regular series of articles where we'll show off new models for the Horus Heresy, period. First up, we have Malagursa Twisted, the infamous equerry to Horus himself, period. <laughs> it's like they twisted some intern's arm, right, yeah. to get him to write this. It's like, no, man, you got to write this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they managed yeah. to throw in a few few puns and jokes here and with asterisks yeah. at the bottom. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's weighty material, man. Yeah. I mean, I think, oh, yeah. you know, we're, whereas, whereas like sort of Necromunda, it's always been tongue in cheek. It, mm-hmm. it just, that's where it comes from. It comes from a place of very sort of, yeah, it's just over the top. 40K, you want to get the kids excited. And I'm, I'd say kids, people of all ages play 40K. Let's not fool ourselves. I'm not fooling myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but it's a but certain, you, yeah. Yeah, there's a gravitas to the heresy, and it's because of Alan Bly and the folks that started mm. it. Um, I really do think it's got it's got a weight to it that doesn't translate easily into the Warcom articles. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what do you want to see if there's a Age of Darkness 2.0? Oh, wow, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I think we talked a little bit about this too in our in our um, podcast chat. Is that I think one of the things that really appealed to me about the heresy when it first started uh, is that it was very balanced, um, and it was balanced because we, you know, we all sort of had the same pieces to play with, right? I mean, you were mm. basically playing the same army list with a couple nuances. Whatever legion you wanted, or, you know, whatever legion attracted you, whether it be, um, you know, the first or the third, but the first didn't really have rules, right? But, yeah. you know, whether it was Emperor's Children or, you know, the Iron Warriors, whatever. I mean, we were essentially, you were essentially playing the same army list, uh, with a couple of cool 
mostly flavor rules. So you you won or lost on the tabletop based on your tactics and then obviously the luck of the dice. Sure. It it, it wasn't like 40K, which had become so vastly complex that you had net list builds uh, that would crop up daily or weekly. You know, you had the meta and it was just... It, it sort of I mean, that was such a turnoff for for me yeah. at least you know that you had to go out on the internet to get a net list build so that you could bring something to the table and not just lose right yeah or yeah just being able to get a good idea of what your opponent was playing I guess that also just comes with time and experience but when for me. I pretty much started with Horus Heresy. Like I bought a few 40k models when I first got into it, but I got in with the group here and immediately started playing Heresy as my main game before really taking off with 40k. But on the table, for the most part, you know, you saw what your opponent was bringing and you had a rough idea of, okay, this is the stuff they have. I know what that is. Well, yeah, because you had it in in right. you know, your maybe not in your list, but you had it in your inventory, you know, back yeah. home, and so there. I think that made it a a, a simpler game to understand, um, mm-hmm. and I think it made it a, a a really fun and intuitive game to play. Yeah, like over you said, time. If, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over time, you know, we're now ten years into the heresy, right? So we've got the Mechanicum. Um, you know, we've got. Uh, just just so many wildly different factions um now we've got the demons of the ruin storm uh just a 180 and it's so the dark angels let's be honest they have yeah. six rights of war they play so drastically different so like the, the thousand suns they play almost like a completely separate army to some extent so, so I mean, it, it, this might be naive but you mean you asked me what i wanted from heresy 2.0 yeah. so I, I I I think I just want to rebalance. I, I mm. want I want him to go back and sort of just level the playing field. Um, I still want things to have their their flavor and their character, uh, but I just think maybe we, we I think maybe we're overdue for, and it can be done through points. It can be done. Right? We have the talents of the emperor for God's. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I mean, how many times have we complained about right the talents? Then they completely uh, uh, redid their rule, the points for them. Yes, in they book did. eight, which was surprising to some extent. I gotta admit, I agree that they I would go through was... all that trouble to rewrite the talons instead of just yeah. putting an FAQ out. You know, absolutely. Not even the town. They just did the uh, the custodians. They left the sisters just as is. They just completely rewrote the custodians. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was really the problem. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, the yeah. sisters were fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think I think we're overdue a a total rebalance of points, rules, etc. Um, I don't want to lose any of the. I don't want to lose any of the granularity. I don't want to lose any of the crunch. You know, mm. I love the crunch, but. I don't, I don't want to have to go out to the internet and be like, Hey man, so am I supposed to, yeah, I would agree with that to an extent, but the problem is that cat is already out of the bag. I know. Like yeah. my army now has, you know, six rights of war, five or six different special units. If we want to rebalance it, we'd have to bring everybody else up to that level. I think 
which I'd be perfectly fine with. I would love to see every Legion get the same love that the Dark Angels did. Yeah. But that would also get so crazy. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the more I think about it, it's it's maybe that's what Centurion really is, right? I mean, there, you have different systems within hmm. the Age of Darkness, Horus Harris. You have different ways of building a list and playing. I mean, Centurion sort of is that harken back to the early days, right? Um you know, and so maybe we'll see some of that. Maybe we'll we'll see a version of the heresy where you can only bring early day space marines. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what I want from the heresy, Jesse. What do you want from the heresy? <laughs> uh well, I did kind of touch on that. It's gonna take a little bit, obviously, but all the legions getting like the same rule set as the dark angels to some degree. Cause now it's, it's almost uh, embarrassing how much stuff we have <laughs> compared to like, let's say some of the book one and book two uh, legions. But, um, some things I think can be, uh, simplified to some extent, like the cover system, uh, tanks, I do like tank facing. I don't necessarily want to get rid of tank facing for sure. But honestly, we could probably fix it to a front armor and then everything else. And that would significantly speed up everything. Um, hmm. I guess I should have an answer myself when I ask questions like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the speed of play is, is, is in, it, it can be an issue. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think it has to be. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, games can have different places. And um, if you want to play a fast game, you just play smaller points. Uh, to me, I think the appeal of a game like the Horus Heresy is getting to it. Well, first, there's the hobby aspect of it. Mm -hmm. build it building a legion or, you know, whatever your faction is over time, adding to yeah. it a unit at a time. I think there's an, a tremendous appeal to hobbyists for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, but if you put it on the table, it's a, it's a long game. It's not Necromunda. It's not Adeptus Titanicus. It's a long game yeah. with a lot of rules. And I don't necessarily know if you should make it a shorter, quicker game. Cause we have that. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we have, have like kill yeah. team or things like that. Yeah. Um yeah. I wonder cuz this can this became pretty popular when 8th edition came out was uh, separating the game into different aspects, like narrative driven story mode versus like the uh the very point specific uh tournament mode. I can't remember what it's called. Competitive, I want to say. I wonder if yeah. we'll see something of that nature. Because uh, well, there's open play, there's match play, and there's yeah, narrative, right? That's right. That's right. Um, open play is like to bring what you have, and it's a very easy point system where you don't actually have to go in and, you know, add war gear point by point. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I just, I feel like the heresy has always been narrative. I feel like if, you, yeah. if, you, if you're not playing it with a narrative arc, uh, I don't know. Um, I see. I would, 
I do like the granularity of the point system that we have in Horse Heresy, to some degree. Why Volkite are seven points and completely fuck up my 2,000-point list. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing something that's similar to like power level where I could just go through my list real quick and just have 50 power level versus 50 power level and not worry specifically about exactly which guns I'm taking and just go to town. I feel like it is possible. They've shown it is possible with uh, Warhammer 40k right now. Yeah, I I agree. I think if you want if to we're doing like, just... Events and stuff, for sure, have the full point list load out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Forge World guys have talked about this uh, for a long time. They've probably thought about it for a long time. Uh, you know, honestly, what I think we're going to see, mm. um, I think we're going to see maybe one more campaign book. Um, I think, you know, get we'll have to get mechanic. dark. Yeah, we'll have to get dark mechanic. I mean, really, it would be a shame if we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get Dark Mechanicum and I think they're going to put a bow on it I think they're going to put a ribbon on it I think we may get a 7.5 because um, what we have right now it's, it's not 7.5 it's like 7.1 yeah it's just cleaned up some special rules um, I'd be happy with a 7.5 and a ribbon on Heresy make it a boutique system so don't change the scale of the models just all no. the models are the same but if you really love the heresy and you want to just keep playing the way you've always played, cool. Here's your book. See ya. Have fun. You know, we're not going to mess with your models. We're not going to mess with the, the model size. Yeah. But here's a whole nother way to play uh, that's more like maybe what, you you know, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the books and stuff, I've mentioned before, if they went to like a release schedule similar to Titanicus where – Every quarter or every six months, they come out with a small book with a few new rules for the entire game, some new war gear and stuff. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Even if it was not as uh, robust as some of the black books are. I, I could stand having just, you know, a slow, steady, steady stream stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't know if Forge World has, has got the bandwidth for that. It's never been their repertoire. You know, it's they've never been the rules guys. They've been yeah. the background guys and the the cool model guys and the, the sort of the the brain trust. Um yeah. they've just never they've never been the rules guys. It's almost <laughs> like they don't want to be the rules guys, right? It's like it's like, man, we don't do that. We make really cool models with really good background and like our rules are going to be bad. We're going to make bad rules. It just, that's, you know, we leave that to games workshop. It's in their name. <laughs> games workshop. That's right. Yeah. It's <laughs> all, I don't know. It's like a badge world. of honor, you know, <laughs> where you get this, these rules. One of them is just going to be totally, we're going to leave stuff out. We will write know? a shit ton of lore, but <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, remember, remember the custode, uh, the profile, and they had that really cool knife. It was called like the Misericord or something. And then, <laughs> yeah. n- like people were like, "Wait, it's war gear, but it has no points and it has no stats." Right? For the longest time, people <laughs> what the were like, hell what, is it? Yeah, why? And it just drove people crazy. And I feel like they did that on purpose. Just then the like FAQ came like, out. It's like it has yeah. it has no use. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just oh, kidding. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's funny. It is, but um. But yeah, eventually Horus Heresy Epic's going to come out. Yeah. That's just a given at this point, I think. 
Uh, it's I, all I, just a matter I of eventuality. So. Yeah. Which you could probably you could say that with a lot of Games Workshop games and just say it's all a matter of eventuality. Classic Sister of the Battle, you know, squat models here and there, new epic. I was saying it. Expect new Battlefleet hair, uh, Battlefleet and Gothic sometime in the future. That's only a matter of time. Yeah, some sometime in the next decade. Yeah, they've got so much intellectual property that they can just call up anytime they need to. I mean, it's wild. It's like people are like, "Well, why haven't we seen a new Primark in 40k?" And it's like, dude, because they don't need to, right? <laughs> like, dude, they made so much that ba- they took that to the bank, you yeah. know. <laughs> And it's just there. There's no need to uh, reawaken a new Primark or call Russ back from the Eye of Terror, or they just they just don't have to. Or find out where Perturabo is. Like that is intellectual gold that they have for ten years down the road. When they're like, yeah. "Man, we're not doing so good. Let's break out of Primark." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like man, they yeah. do have some demon Primarks now. Let's see. They have Magnus. They have. Uh, Mortarian. Yep. Did I have one more? Uh, no. Not that I know. I feel like there's another one out there, but I could be wrong. But anyway, yeah, it's all just a matter of time. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if, depending on how the siege goes, where we'll see rules for the demon primarchs too. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I think if we get to the siege. Yeah. Yeah. If, but if, I can see them roll up. Rules for Demon Angron, pretty easy. You can honestly just run Demons of the Ruin Storm and pull some rules out of that and make your own Demon Angron if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Make your uh, Demon um, Fulgrim. That's why you think there's a Demon. That's because Caro made that awesome yeah. <laughs> Fulgrim conversion. That's why you think yeah. there's a third Demon. I just got to um, make her paint it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so good. Um yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, when we get to the siege, then all things are possible. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to get there. I don't know. I don't think the Horus Heresy black books will, will I don't know. I'd be, I'd be wildly thrilled if they did. I just, God, that's so much ground to cover. I could see, I could see a Horus Heresy epic or a Siege of Terra epic. Yeah. You can, you can get that pretty, uh, pretty easily. And that mindset of just battalions of soldiers just throwing themselves at the walls. It, I think it works better. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I think the scale the scale of it works better in Epic for them to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, because like in most of the horse hair seem they, what I get from it, it is large mass battles, but I don't see them lining up in the fields like an epic army and just rolling up on each other. A lot of it is cloak and dagger or just tactical stuff that you don't really see in a rank and file type of. Yeah. Punitive strikes, spearhead strikes, right? Right. It's not the grind of a beta Garmin or the grind of Terra. I mean, yeah, most of the compliance actions, let's be honest, they were fought against baseline human forces that did not come close i mean so it was like a company of of uh, adeptus astartes right with some sure. support <laughs> just rolling them up you know like in a week so um yeah yeah i think those masked battles i think were were actually fairly rare um even in the heresy i think they were fairly rare yeah but 
don't know, I'm pretty excited for Times Up Ahead. I'm curious to see what else they have with the Horus Heresy Dispatch. <laughs> or the Legion Dispatch, excuse me. Yeah, me too. Um, excited. I'm, I'm excited to see it get a little bit of, uh, you know, a little shot, you know. Yeah. So. But, cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, thanks for talking. And as always, like to thank our patrons who support us with this uh, endeavor, which we greatly appreciate. Starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nicholas Quenga, and Sar Luther. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Duncan, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Queen Course Swain, Scott LeMay, and the original Applesauce. And finally, our Legion Sergeants Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Gore Crow, Mr. Sear, Nick Gillen, The Zoy, and What Do I Call Myself. And if you enjoy our episodes and would like to uh, become a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at rr30k podcast. Our Instagram is remembrancers underscore retreat. Uh, you can go over to rr30k.com. That is our official website where you can also find the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. Or if you're enjoying Battlefleet Gothic and would like to play in the Age of Darkness, we have the supplement homebrewed just for you. Yep, and one more thing yes. before we go. Um, if you haven't gotten the emails already, and you are a fan of the Nova Open, uh, as you know, for two years in a row now, once in 2020, once in 2021, uh, our beloved Nova Open has been canceled. Uh, and that puts a lot of strain on them financially because they rely on the actual event itself to uh, make their operating costs for the next year. Uh, the first year, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people donated their registration fees to the foundation to try and keep it up and running. And that worked for a year. Um, but we don't have that luxury this year. So instead, they have a GoFundMe, which you can find just by Googling Nova Open GoFundMe. Yeah, I'll put uh, a link to, on our pages yeah, as well. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, but that is the way that they are trying to make sure that they're able to keep this going. Uh, I think they're... Um, what is their goal? I'm trying to remember. It's like $200,000. Yeah, it's $200,000. They're currently sitting at 6900 uh, just getting ready to scratch 7000 Um But for as many people as go to the Nova Open, which is well over 300 I think, what did they say? It's like 3500 last time. That, that's a true that's a true number it is indeed much more than 300 people attend the nova open yes 3500 <laughs> are reasonable and foreseeable as a third quarter post pandemic 2022 they were um, so, they were scratching almost 5000 i want to say uh at 2019 yeah if not more tons. it was yeah it's a lot of people but it was for an nerds. expected 3500 attendance or attendees $7000 really isn't a lot yeah. um and if they don't make this goal, it is unlikely that we'll ever be able to go back to Nova for an open. Um, so if that is something that you enjoy, that is something you care about, if you are even extantly interested in the fact that they do charity work, um, go and donate. Uh, 
it, even if it's not a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not, not to like poo-poo some of the other big events that aren't charity events, but if you're going to give your money to somebody to keep them in business, it might as well be the ones that are trying to like cure, 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 bleh, bleh, cure children. Be charitable. Children's cancer and like that sort of shit. Just saying. Yeah. So again, the link to it's going to be in the show notes. Um, but if you've got a spare 20 bucks, if you've got a spare $10, if you've got spare $5. Yeah. If you've got a uh, spare, like, buck fifty, I think it takes a yeah. dollar in servicing charges, so there's no point in giving less than that. But, like, you know, whatever you got, yeah. man. It all helps, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they will appreciate it. And you will appreciate it, too, if you get to go to Nova. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. Mm-hmm. A lot of good memories so, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my soapbox. Thanks for sharing. And I'm with, a giver. <laughs> I'm a river to my people. All right. And with that, I think we'll uh, call it another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. Once again, thank you all f- so much for listening. And until next time, keep those dice rolling. Bye for now. We'll see you later. Bye. Uh...